What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 191. This is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, and I'm joined, as always, by the so-host, Seth Ott. Yellow. Yellow, indeed. Let's also bring on the bro-host. At Jared Buckendall. It's me, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's uh, the hot chick? Do yes, that, right? that is it. Rob Schneider at his best. <laughs> oh, my God. Very nice. You also, you also set me up perfectly because speaking of hot chicks. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Monday joins the show. Lindsay, welcome back. Aw, you flatterer, you. Thank you so much. <laughs> we're glad to have you back on. It's been a while. Um, we, we're going to have a fun show today. We're going to have uh, a lot of Oscar talk today. So we had to bring Lindsay on. She's our resident Hollywood insider. She's going to give us all the inside scoops on who's going to win. Scoop. Um, so uh, we're going to have lots to talk about a lot of the Oscar-nominated uh, movies a little bit later on in the show. And so um, it'll be good to get – we'll have a pretty well-rounded, I think um, – uh, opinion base for for some of the things that we liked we're also going to well talk rounded. a little bit later on in this episode i think so three, that's three why dicks. we have you here we got to get three the female dicks. opinion to round us out three dicks one badge it's not well-rounded <laughs> yeah unless seth wants to switch over <laughs> <laughs> just scoop right know. out uh, oh the videos i watch with that uh with that ratio are usually pretty good oh no <laughs> wow okay <laughs> Time coded people. What, what was that? A minute thirty before we got filthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna try to keep quickly. it clean. Every time. I feel like every time we've tried to keep it clean, it, it just ends up worse. Um, but we are. <laughs> stay tuned, folks. For the folks at home, make sure you guys stick around because later on in the episode, we're gonna talk about our 2021 Oscar game. So if you've been a SoCo listener for a long time, you know that every year we do a competition to see who can pick the most winners um, for the Oscars. And with them coming up in just about 10 days from now, um, we want to make sure that you guys all know how to participate. So more on that later in the show, so we hope you'll stick around for that. Um, we're not gonna actually make our picks on the show today. We're gonna keep our picks secret this year, um, which we're excited about. But we will talk through a lot of the nominees and just give some thoughts. Um, so make sure you guys stick around for that later on. Also got a new segment. Uh, coming down the pipe. Seth has been in the laboratory again and, and has probably brought out something that will be fun and hilarious once more. Um, so lots of good stuff. Before we do dive into anything, do want to let you guys know our next live show is coming at you next week over on the J-Buck Studios YouTube page. At Jared Buckendall. This is going to be April 22nd, 8 p.m. Central Time. We hope you'll join us over there. Be a part of the conversation. We'll talk probably a little more Oscar stuff. Um, goof around you know, do the general thing. We've been having so much fun with those live shows. Um, and uh, we hope you guys will join us for this one because uh, it promises to be a good one, as they usually are. Can I ask you a question quick? Ask me a question quick. Um, you said coming down the pipe, right? I <laughs> t Today alone, on three different podcasts, I'm not, this isn't, I'm not kidding. I've heard that phrase said today alone on three different podcasts and then you saying it now. This is the fourth time I've heard it today. Fourth time, wow. I also... Each time I've heard someone say it, I've thought it, that's one of those phrases where some people say "coming down the pike," and I Ooh. never know which one is correct. 
<laughs> I've, the more, the, I guess the more I've heard people say it is coming down the pipe. Wow. Okay, you just jogged. I was on a podcast this weekend, and they said pike. And now that you're bringing this up, which, yeah, I'm very confused. So, what is it? Essentially, is I found the glitch like, in the Matrix. Cause <laughs> is this going to be like nip it in the bud or nip it in the butt? Yeah, that's another one. I do love to nip butts. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's, a, that's lit. So actually, I, this is such a common thing. I, I just did a Google for coming down the pike, and okay. Merriam-Webster has an article about this exact thing. What you got, Merriam? So it says, the original phrase, coming down the pike, means in the course of events or in the future. Um, pike being short for turnpike. Whoa. Which seems like a stretch. Um, but this does say, okay, so Miriam does give us a definitive answer. They, they go on to say, um, recently it has been mistaken as down the pipe, as turnpikes are relatively rare, and the phrase in the pipeline has a similar meaning, referring to things to come. So apparently I've been saying this wrong for damn near 30 years, and it actually, coming down the pike okay. is the actual uh, colloquialism, but down the pipe has been um, more recently adopted because... Nobody talks about turnpikes anymore. Wow, I, I guess I learned something here because honestly, I maybe my this is you know a stage of my mental health right now. But when I <laughs> when someone says down the pike, I literally think like a pike, and you're putting, you know, something on it. Isn't isn't a pike like a spiky stick or something? No, I don't know. I, a I pike is a fish. What's <laughs> <laughs> that too? <laughs> I see it's a anytime lake I... fish that people eat. <laughs> When I hear down coming down the pike, I think of, I do think of, I have a picture in my head. It's like a stock photo almost of like uh, coming around the mountain when she comes, like gra- like grandma coming in a car. I see like an old like '90s looking car coming down a corner in my head. <laughs> okay, you know that's funny. I this is one of those instances. This is rare, but it does happen to me occasionally. Um, I, I had a strong opinion about this. I used to really hate it when people would say coming down the pike, I'd be like, you idiot, it's pipe. And I am emphatically wrong about this one. Uh, again, not something that happens often, but I'm going to have to hit myself with, uh, with one of these today. The, uh... I was not, uh, not on the winning side. I Googled it just ready to be vindicated. And you know, you ever do that where you're like, I'm so fucking right. I'm going to Google this and be proven. And then you're, you're really wrong. It's not oh, absolutely. Feeling. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, I was just going to say, too, uh, full circle, it's it's nip it in the bud because it is a flower reference. Like, you're nibbing, you're cutting the bud off. So, bud so then is it doesn't come back. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's technically correct. So then you can get lit, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gotta nip that bud. <laughs> Goodness. Strap yourselves in. We got a lot of stuff to get to. So let's fire it up here. We're going to warm up the titillator and get things started with a titillating topic. Titillating topics. I still always, every time, I always think it's going to do that. So the titillator, we're going to get it revved up um, and pull up a random topic for this week for us, for us to discuss. So she's uh, nice, and, nice and warmed up, and we're going to go ahead and fire no. up the titillator. There we are. All right. A portal to another world opens in front of you. You don't know how long it will stay open or if you'll be able to get back after you go through. What do you do? Go in. Go in. <laughs> Dive. 
dive headfirst quickly. Make sure that you know, my legs don't cl get clipped off. That's my only concern. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be awful. You go man. through and immediately get cut. You lose your ankles. And it would be. I would dive through. I would get cut off at like the knees, and it would be the most amazing world and universe ever if you have legs. Like that would be. Oh no! It There's would. It would be everywhere. a world that was perfect utopia, but it would be very ableist and and not allow me to do anything. So I would have dove into the perfect world, but cruel irony would would uh, would would leave me um, as a have not in that world. I think that's the most likely scenario for me. But, you know, I have bad karma, so maybe for you guys it'd be better. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like, what do you, so, it sounds like we all would go, Seth, what would oh, you do? Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'd probably go. I mean, look at look what this world's turning into. Um, That's what I'm saying, right? It's like, <laughs> can it get much worse? I don't know. You just go through and it's like <laughs> a world just full of Freddy Kruegers. <laughs> just, all... <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of scary Terrys running yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bitch. Uh, hey, Birch. But they're all nice guys. They're like yeah. suburban scary Terries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so no, really, no reservation. Like you know, I guess like I'd miss people here and stuff, but that's probably it. Or, yeah, because like there is also the the side like, what if you go through and you just can't breathe because it's not the correct air there? <laughs> like you go through oh. and it's like all carbon dioxide or something. I guess I'm just thinking from the point of view of like, okay, if a portal is showing up, it's probably not coming from our world. We don't have that technology yet. It's mm -hmm. coming from a futuristic, more advanced world. They're calling you they, in. Yeah, and and I'm like, well, what what's what's the worst thing that's gonna happen? You know, um, I mean, there are probably a lot of things that could really go bad, but with a portal, I'm going in, man. It's the same world, but then when you go through, everyone has opposite genitalia. <laughs> Oh no! Everything tastes like pickles. Oh. You mean I could <laughs> have be a, a penis? Cool because fuck, that would be so much better than a vagina. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. Real talk. God, it would be so awesome if I had a penis. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. If that was a thing, I would not get any work done. Um, <laughs> I'd have one of those removable shower heads, and I would just be in there for days. Jared would be playing. Oh, my God. Jared would be oh playing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jared would be playing uh, America's Favorite Game. Will it fit? Yeah. No! <laughs> Holy shit. Will Son of it fit? <laughs> Man, I'm definitely jumping in then. The answer is always yes. <laughs> Jared, Spoiler, it's always Jared's, yes. Jared's crotch is gonna look like he's sat in a bunch of in a pile of gum and roast beef. Oh man. Holy By the end of that show it, it's just like Stargate people popping in and out of it. Good God. It turns out Jared would be the portal. <laughs> oh man. That's the that's the season finale Goodness. twist. Cody, Alan, Michael, my mother said she wanted to listen to this podcast with me in a few days. I can't fucking do that with now. Me, with you? Oh, no. Yes. I'm so sorry, Sally. <laughs> she's going to be here, and she was like, I want to listen to your Oscar picks. I don't think she was yeah. intending on listening to Jared talk about his roast beef vagina. Hey, I didn't talk about it. <laughs> Jared, you foul beast. We cannot have this. Sally's listening. You can't be that gross. You need to I've got that. the meats. Oh, good God. 
Oh, Sally, if you're still there, we um, we're sorry. We'll we'll try to be a little bit better. From now on. Um, thank you for being. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Let me ask you guys this: What would would your answer to diving in change if you did not have an opportunity to tell anyone you were leaving? And so, to everyone you were leaving behind, it was just like you disappeared. Would that change your answer at all? No. Um... <laughs> I think it'd be cool almost because like the people, I mean, you, you guys forever would always be like, we never knew what happened to him. And it's like this podcast mystery, essentially. It would make for a great podcast. Yeah. Um, just do us a favor and write down the, write down the password to your TikTok account so that we can yes. just get those, get those, uh, <laughs> those, those subs. And then, yeah, we would take it to the, we'd take it to the moon just on the mystery of where the fuck is Jared Buckendall. Yep. Yep. There we go. I think Speaking we got an idea. If you're up there, aliens, we could use that portal now. I'm going to be honest. I don't think I would think about that in a moment. Yeah. I think I'd just be like. I think so. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. We're doing this. Let's, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd probably be the same. I'd feel bad, but I'd still probably go. It's one of those things like you have the opportunity to go somewhere where presumably no one else is. Um, I like that. I like the thought of that. I like exploring in that way. But Yeah. You got us another uh, another good one, Seth. Or maybe what if, and I, I think this this won't change anybody's answer. What if you go through the portal and you walk out onto the battlefield from the end of Avengers Endgame? I know I was that'd be pretty that fucking too. cool. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be and, very cool. And the movie somehow got updated, and so like oh. you could look in the background and see Seth running in the battlefield. <laughs> 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 Like, you watch it for, like, the 37th time, and I'm, you finally notice it because it's different. I'm running the opposite way, though. I'm running back through the portal. How insane would that be if, like, 25 years from now, we're just like, eh, let's turn on Endgame for the hell of it. Maybe do a commentary. And we're like, Seth, are you in this movie? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like bringing up, I can't quite place like a movie or a TV show but there are movie or, and TV shows like that where they put people in famous things and like they're like how'd you get here and it's a weird thing we were talking I was talking with my brother um, about the new Loki show and, and that they might be doing a little bit of that with Loki mm-hmm. um, which could be really interesting that like you know someone mysteriously was in this timeline that shouldn't have been and it affected events they, Umbrella Academy does it yes ah, yep. yeah um, yeah, that stuff is really... I like that kind of stuff. I think it's interesting. Um, so, if any of us do suddenly disappear, um, then check the alien portals. Uh, that might be where we're at. I'll ask you guys one more question related to this. If you could go through a portal and end up in the world of any movie, what would you want to be in? Ooh. I would pick Scott Pilgrim, because I think I would do some cool comic book shit and jump around and kick ass and stuff like that. So that'd be my pick. Ooh, or into the Spider Verse. Probably into the Spider Verse, actually. Oh, that'd be so because everyone's fucking pretty much Spider Man there. Yeah, but that'd be, be that's sick my choice. To actually. be in that world, like, also, aren't we like overdue for like a theme park ride based on that that movie or something? Because that would be fucking sick. Probably. I, got mine. I don't know who would make it. Who owns? Who oh, owns the Spider Verse? That could Universal? No, it's not Universal, is it? Sony, but I don't know who. Uh, yeah, they're at Universal. There's a Spider Man. Yeah, they at Universal and. Orlando, I think. Yeah, I think they own the uh, like amusement park ride uh, mm-hmm. rights to it because the Hulk ride, like all that stuff. Yeah, because they like lend it right. out just like Harry Potter is at Universal because 
WB lent it out to them mm-hmm. or whatever, lent the rights out. Well, that's what we need. We need a New York. What would is that what you guys are picking too, or where, where would you go, Seth? Where would you go? Yeah, so I, I would pick Mission Impossible because Cody didn't. Oh. And then in, oh. in, in the first movie, I would just in a random scene sneak up behind Tom Cruise and just like snap his neck, and then <laughs> and then just hold up a sign that says "Fuck you, Cody" for the remainder of the runtime. Like when he's in the room and he's sweating on the ground, you actually just pop in, open the door, and you're like, "What's up, Tom?" And he's like, "Who are you?" And then boom. <laughs> This is from Cody. I don't know. I, I, I'm trying to think of something interesting. I mean, a lot of the stuff I'm thinking of is like comedy, but that's, you know, essentially our world. <sighs> like an X-Men, I guess. I don't know. Something where everyone has powers. Um, kind of lame, whatever. I think X-Men would be cool. I think X-Men Except, would be cool, too. Yeah, you wouldn't get to pick your power, though. That's the one thing that stinks about the X-Gene. You might end up, like, having the power to get... Supersonic farts. Grow more hair or have supersonic farts. <laughs> oh man, supersonic farts! You could do dirty work. No pun intended with that. Oh, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to work at all. I do a fair amount of farting because uh, I'm at home during the workday now. So I would, <laughs> all of a sudden, my computer and laptop and everything right in the middle of a Zoom meeting would just explode. Oh man, no they, know why. if if I was uh, if I was Mr. Fardo or El Fardo or whatever my name would be, they'd Senior they'd like throw me master. out of a throw, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, somehow I'm Hispanic now. <laughs> El Fato. Um, Sounds like you'd be more of a wrestler in Nacho Libre or something. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking, too. I was thinking that like I'd have a cape, I'd be shirtless with uh, stretchy pants, and then a mask on. Uh, Lindsay, you need to get in touch with your Hollywood executive friends and pitch El Fardo, El Fardo starring Fardo. Jared Buckendall. Oh, my God. Kids, kids. Here's the next hottest idea in Hollywood. <laughs> El Fado. Be my friend Jared Buckendall. He's going to be in some tights and a face mask. It's going to be grand, kids. He's going to be a star. It's going to be gonna a star. going to make him a star. Oh, man. I can just... That's that's how quickly they're already writing. They're already writing. The kids at the Five oh. and Dime will be talking about him all day and night. <laughs> I feel like I gotta make a fake myself or Nolan if you're listening make a just an audio version of a movie trailer for El Fardo oh, no. but it has to be like the 1940s I yeah, know I yeah. like that yep. I like that aspect yeah, see? of it as well yeah see <laughs> see kids you gonna have peanuts or bologna either way they're coming out stinky <laughs> oh, <God>. oh no <laughs> I actually like I would like to give you a quick run through of my thought process. Instantly, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ooh, that's a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you fun, like child murders are so fun. Shit, so give me some recreation. People all inside like the chocolate machine. Ew. Oh no! No, I'd save them all because I have a hero okay. complex. So, um, Willy Wonka would be trippy and sugary and yeah. fun. Um, was my first thought. Do some oh mushrooms in that uh, that that oh like man that thing yeah. or At, well maybe not there that would really fucking push me over the edge maybe while I'm like on the lazy chocolate just see roaches the lazy river of chocolate <laughs> the lazy river of chocolate just me that's another one where we can picture me in the back of that movie and I'm just like in my bikini floating down the river of chocolate and everyone's like it's Monday in that movie <laughs> yeah just chill in the back okay so that was my that's first another. Thought. I have I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of movies where a bikini clad woman floats down a river of chocolate and they're <laughs> almost all good. What the <laughs> flying fuck movies are you watching? Well, let's you go on. Uh-huh. Typically the movies start with like a, a little drum beat and then a cymbal. 
you kind of. <laughs> I feel like that's a porn reference that I wow. um, Well done, Lens. My second thought was Secret Life of Walter Mitty, because they're just in like dope ass <laughs> locations, like mm-hmm. in gorgeous like landscape places, which I really enjoy. And then the the ultimate answer where I finally landed is Harry Potter. Fucking oh, duh. Shit. Yeah, that Fucking would be my actual answer. Right? Yeah. Like I yeah. don't even care. I don't even care if it's like dark, like Voldemort times. Like fucking hit me with some Abada Kedavra. I just want to like eat some <laughs> chocolate that's frogs and and do some uh, I don't know, fizzy lifting drink. That's from that's from Willy Wonka. <laughs> it, you're right, it is. Oh my goodness! Wow. That's where they're burping in the. You could probably room. make it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You they could probably some, make it in Harry something Potter. Something similar. Though. There's something similar in Harry Potter. Either way. You get your spells. You get to live at Hogwarts, which would be dope. Good stuff. Unless you wanted to live in the stupid America one with, with <laughs> Eddie Redmayne mumbling no. at you. <laughs> and I the terrible Eddie. slang "nomadge" is a dumb <laughs> fucking thing yeah. to call yeah, someone. I don't is. care. I don't care how literal it is. I so in my um, lifelong quest to ruin Harry Potter for everybody, <laughs> um, I will let you guys know about something I, I heard about today on TikTok. Actually, ooh, um, this great. This guy was making the point that um, if you think about it, uh, Harry Potter is kind of, it could be construed as like a pro-gun series because um, it's a story about how they, they arm the entire population starting from kids, train them to use their weapon, and then when someone invades their school, they're able to kill that person. <laughs> and so <laughs> it could be, it could be construed that way. Like if you wanted to stretch it to that, which I was like, I mean, I guess I could see that. Um, but I, I was already off the Harry Potter bandwagon. I didn't need help, but I thought I'd give you guys a nudge as well. Yeah. So oh, like, should we ban the movies? No. Probably. Oh my God. Cody Allen, Michael, what the fuck are you talking about? I love Harry Potter. It is all about, light and happiness and good over evil that is what the the core of that series is about but they all have guns <laughs> no they have wands <laughs> that shoot i also <laughs> and remember kill. co i remember going to universal and you being all like man like i don't know i don't know if i really need to do the harry potter stuff and we got you in there and you were like okay okay i'm into this i'm really into this <laughs> complete about yeah place. i mean yeah because it it, it 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 scratched an itch from when i was you know 10 and i was the appropriate age for those books <laughs> and i read them um and I mean, so it was nostalgia and i will say at universal they do um a really good job on the set design there it's really fucking you feel like you're there whether or not you're a fan you gotta admit that it, you, it feels like you're you're it's on magical diagon alley or wherever the fuck it is you're supposed to be and hey, don't be getting all ageist, Mr. SpongeBob. So people can like things that are intended for kids. I <laughs> also on. agree. Thank you, Seth. And Mr. And Star Wars. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Those are better. <laughs> oh my god, are you kidding me? I won't even humor that with a response. I would love nothing more than to spend the entire rest of this podcast <laughs> in a debate with you guys Star Wars. about how Star Wars and SpongeBob are better than Harry Potter. <laughs> I would love that if you guys want. We like can vote on it the worlds to be want. dropped into or just the overall lore, the world, like everything? The story structure oh, and the world them. creation, you won't even stand a fucking chance. I don't know why not. You don't know why not. 
I think you can closely compare Star Wars and Harry Potter. You can't closely compare SpongeBob. I I would be closer to that agreement with. I mean the thing that. I mean, if you want to talk about like a long-running narrative, maybe not. But on an individual basis, in the world build, the world build of SpongeBob is is practically as deep as Harry Potter. I don't know oh, how you mean like you the, the one like fucking hamburger joint and his pineapple and the fucking <laughs> coconut and that's like your world building that we're talking about? Well, there's an entire city with at least hundreds but probably thousands of inhabitants. An entire then, city? Please, can the... you name me three different establishments within that city? Um, Weenie Hut Juniors, the Chum Bucket, <laughs> and Krusty Krab. Wow, you would plus go the... for Weenie Hut Juniors. <laughs> plus the boating school. Plus the, uh, what's the oh tough guy? God. I don't know what the tough guy think, joint is The salty spittoon. I'm so the glad I spittoon. asked you this question because I feel like all it's really proving is you're such a geek. This podcast you're not going to trivia me out of my Spongebob argument. That's not the way to go. This podcast title has to be Weenie Hut Jr. Yep. <laughs> oh, good stuff. You without I just, even thinking. Yeah. You said oh, Weenie Hut Jr.'s. I, I'm well, still yeah, surprised can... that was number one. Lin- <laughs> Lindsay got out and named a, name another play- Weenie Hut Jr. Like, <laughs> that was in the chamber. Oh, so hey, great. look, I, I, don't think th- I don't think you guys will be surprised or disagree with this. Two of my favorite things are getting in debates and SpongeBob. And so if you want to get into a sp- debate that can involve SpongeBob, I am here and I am ready. I've been training. Like I'm Rocky ready. montages I'm with ready. him running up. I'm ready. That's yeah, me. Pun intended. Yep. Exactly. I got a fucking hydrodynamic spatula with port and starboard attachments and turbo drive <laughs> in my fucking kitchen right now. So. Oh, good God, Michael. Anyway. <sighs> Air fryers. Beat so we're, it's settled then? SpongeBob's better than Harry Potter? No. We all <laughs> hey, listeners. Hey, hey, kids. Hey, kids. Chime in in the comments. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you think that Cody's crazy or Cody's crazy. Cody's crazy. Well, I mean, I think, I think people who listen to the show already know I'm crazy. I don't think that's the question. I think I think the Harry Potter versus uh, versus SpongeBob thing would be the thing. I, anyway, you know we don't have them? to get into it. You guys aren't well prepared. It's you right. ask them to chime in in the comments a lot. You know what? I would really love if then when you follow up the next episode, if we hear what people say in the comments. That's the problem. Well, we don't really get many comments, or we yeah. will. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll start yeah. participating in the comments. Yeah, please do. You're welcome. Seth, you're trying to say something? I would say I'll concur that um, Harry Potter, and there's a lot of ways that Harry Potter is a ripoff of uh, elements of Star Wars. It's very but, fair. Um, everything is a ripoff of everything when it comes down to it. So. And whoever does it better <laughs> than Star- the gets the credit. That's all I'm saying. What's Star Wars a ripoff of? Flash Gordon. Star Trek. It came out first. I would say... Like, <laughs> it came out first. <laughs> like, I think Star Wars has probably got Greek mythology and, like, biblical ripoffs, actually, in terms of story structure. Well, I mean, that's not a, that's not a ripoff. That's a, you know, you can well, talk about, influence. like, homage and draw an yeah, inspiration yeah. from. Yeah. But a ripoff would be, like, taking your entire story structure and basing it off of the other thing. Like, you for example... You mean, like, Friends and How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, that's exactly. Like Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Or s- character dynamics, yeah. Or Spongebob and Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's Modern Life. You know what? Life. I'll give you that one, Seth. They're very <laughs> similar. I'll give you that one. You Sorry. guys got me all fired up and ready to oh, fight. No. And I... <laughs> 30 minutes I, as later, much as I want to just... As much as I want to spend an hour just absolutely shitting on Harry Potter, um, we can go on. 
we can. And I know I'm going to get, this is going to be the only time we get comments because people are going to be like, Cody's <laughs> anti-Harry Potter. We need to fucking deal with this guy. Uh, and that's fine. I welcome it. I want it. Bring it, bring it the fuck on. That's what I say. We should do just a special episode where we do that debate. Also, one of I love armchair expert, as you all know, and um, once upon a time, Dax like shit on Harry Potter and not getting it and think he was lame. And they got fucking ripped to shreds. And he had to address it in the next episode and be like, hey, sorry. <laughs> like, Harry Potter's <laughs> great. <laughs> because, yeah, people fucking come out for Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you won't catch me apologizing. I don't care how much hate we get. Um, <laughs> but... We should probably move on, I guess. Um, this was titillating topics. <laughs> we barely started. <laughs> I'm titillated. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> titillating topics. All right. Well, let's. while I cool off, Seth, you're going to have to get us, uh, pull up the Twitter sphere here, and let's check in with WWE legend Iron Sheik. I call you a punk. Old Iron Sheik, uh, coming off his hot few appearances on Young Rock lately. He's been he's been really killing it. I guess whoever's playing him is killing it. Iron Sheik, though, he's he's got a lot of fame going, uh, and he's also pretty fired up. So this week he says, Whoever stole the cookie from the fucking cookie jar, I'm going to beat the living fuck out of you, suplex you, I break your fucking neck so you get the message. Fuck you, cookie stealer. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Jared. Oh no! Fuck also, you, cookie stealer is a pretty yeah. That's a good line. I like that one. I'll quote that. He also that recently just point. randomly tweeted, "Fuck the rhubarb." I don't know what that was. <laughs> Someone probably something probably with the rhubarb pie or something yeah. like that. Wait, can I ask you guys a question? I realized this after last episode I listened to. You were talking about a suplex. I don't know what a suplex is. There's it's a, a really big building where they serve soup. <laughs> <laughs> like a duplex for soup? <laughs> that was quick, Jared. Oh, Props. oh my God. That's what they call the, what is that it, the Campbell's factory? Is the soup place? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking good. You could do a restaurant off that. Like Each level's a different kind of soup. Oh, yeah. Oh, that You make your way great. up to the I top and you get like the minestrone or something. <laughs> yeah. No, I that'd be like lobster ravioli lobster. or Ooh. something. Lobster I'd be bisque. Out, I'd be hanging out in the grilled cheese level with uh, <laughs> soup. That's the ground level, but <laughs> I ain't leaving the ground level. Cheese, I'm, bread, I'm, and some <laughs> tomatoes and some oil, hell yeah. basically. I'd be, be dipping all day. <laughs> <laughs> dipping all day is their slogan. <laughs> dipping all day. That's the name of Seth's debut album. <laughs> dipping all day. Dipping all day. <laughs> Ew, Seth doesn't dip. Dip. Only only grilled cheese. Next time you're out here, one of my favorite quarantine finds is a restaurant near me that does like a grilled cheese with like caramelized onions and like a mustard like mm. cheese crusted sandwich and it comes with a dipper of tomato bisque and it's fucking Oh phenomenal. hell yeah. That sounds it's, like everything I've wanted. Yeah, it's it blew my mind and it made my twenty twenty bearable. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you did like you ever day. Did did we ever explain what a suplex actually was? Nope, nope, <laughs> no. nope. Uh, Weird. This is going to be. Ooh, this is going to be no. a podcast. Um, a we suplex just is about super <laughs> A suplex is a wrestling move, typically where a person throws another person um, in a direction. So there's multiple variations. There is a belly to back suplex where you hold onto their belly and then throw them onto their back. 
There's okay. a German suplex where you poop on their chest. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, what? No. Oh, that's nasty. That's a poopplex. <laughs> no, a German suplex is where um, their butt is on your stomach area, and then you throw them backwards. Okay. Um, there's a vertical suplex where you just take them and kind of have your arms and head locked, and then you throw them over your shoulder. <laughs> there's all kinds of different suplexes. Interesting. Okay. There you go. So it's a body slam of some sort. Yeah, typically just throw someone. That's a suplex. Okay, got it. We're uh, teaching Lindsay the ropes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hit the sounder, end the show. That's it. All right. Good job, everybody. <laughs> okay. So glad you've done <sighs> that. So many times you guys have referenced ending the show on something, and I've always wanted you to play the sounder. <laughs> One of these days we'll actually just end it and you'll be like, oh, wait, that was it? percent. You You're all like, we're done. We're over it. I feel like people, listeners would be like, oh, thank God. That just freed up much time. <laughs> Bye. There you go. Um, so we got, what do we got? We got soup. <laughs> we got soup plexes. <laughs> And we got the Iron Sheik getting pissed off about cookie thieves. That's that sounds like a pretty good Sheik tweet to me. I call you a punk. All right, folks, time to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com/soco. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free. We also have Mathis Designs. Go find our good friend Steph at MathisDesigns.com for all your stationery and graphic design needs or to commission a piece of your own. Get that piece. Get that piece. And to get yourself a piece of Mike's wood, <laughs> head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. Oh, Mike. Oh, Mike. You're going to want to get over there and get a hold of some of those cornhole boards. That's kind of the specialty. Uh, for Mike, and uh, now's a good time. Get them before the summer picks up and everyone's vaccinated and you got your parties going on. Uh, you're going to want to play a little cornhole, so head over to there <laughs> and uh, grab yourself a board or a pair of them. Probably you'll need two, so get get a pair. Um, <laughs> who's next here? If you want some music to listen to, head over to Spotify. <laughs> We've got a link to Friday After Class. If you want to head over to their page, give them a follow. That's NPA and Jack on the weekends. A little comedy, a little rap. Um, as we've been saying, that is the place where we're going to have the drop of Glizzy's for breakfast, which has the much anticipated rap debut of Lil Seaman. So, uh, <laughs> if you want to make sure to be first to listen to that, head on over to Friday After Classes page, uh, and, and follow them. Also head out to NPA and follow him out there as well. You can hear Sleep Till Noon. That's why I sleep till noon. As well as a bunch of other great music. Um. So that's Spotify stuff. Uh, who's next here? Room 56. So this is NPA and our very own Jared Buckendall teaming up and uh, helping folks take their creative ideas and put them out into the world. So if you need uh, you know, video editing, audio editing, graphic design, anything to take the idea in your head and make it accessible for everyone else out there, head over to room56studios.com and talk to the guys about how they can help you out. And last but not least, we have Anchor. This is our podcast hosting service. Let's go to a sultry ad, a 30-second one, about Anchor. I always come out of that ad more turned on than I did last week, and this is no <laughs> exception. So <laughs> Anchor, of course, is, always the, is also the place where you can go to leave us voicemail. So with our live show upcoming next week, if you want to get featured on that, you may get to hear your own voice right here on the show. The best place to do that is to go to the Anchor page, Click uh, voice message, 
and record something for us. It can be a question. It can be um, why you disagree with me about how Harry Potter sucks. Mm-hmm. It can be um, a bet that you want us to settle. It can be a song you've made. Whatever the hell it is, uh, leave us a voicemail, and we just may play it on next week's live episode. Anchor is also the place where you can go to become a contributor for the show, or as we like to call them, Anchor Wankers. Wanker. These are the folks who are sending us a few shekels each month to keep the podcast going and growing. And we've got a lot of really exciting and fun stuff in the works. So now is an incredible time <clears throat> to become an Anchor Wanker. I want to give a Wanker. big shout out to all of our existing Wankers. Wanker. Um, all of, everything that you've been sending our way is, is, is being put to good use. And we're really excited to tell you more about what's coming down the pipe. Um, and pipe. so... If you want to become an Anchor Wanker and you're not one yet, head to the Anchor page and click Contribute and you can become a supporter. So really appreciate all you guys who are doing that. And even if you're not, uh, just by clicking on this episode, you've helped us out. So the last thing that I'll mention, the best way to help us out is to share the podcast out with some friends. Help us grow the party a little bit. Help us uh, broaden our audience. And uh, we'd really appreciate you bringing some more folks on and uh, welcoming them in so they can hear more about you know, soup and uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. So all those good things. <laughs> waka waka. Boom. Okay. I fucking Uh-oh. go to Spotify and I look for Glizzy's for breakfast like genuinely once a week. Once a week, <laughs> I try to listen to that freaking song and it's not there. And I want it, guys. I want it and I want it now. <laughs> and I'm demanding it from from your viewers to the hosts. It needs to there fucking happen. Well, we're not... We're not in control of it right now. So the, the track, you know, I, all I did was lay down some hot, thick lyrics. And, um, and the, the Friday After Class guys are taking it from there. I don't know what the release schedule is, but if you guys can hear us, NPA, Jack on the Weekends, the world is asking. They're clamoring even for uh, Glizzy's for Breakfast. So um, it sounds like it's going to be a number one hit. We'll probably be on New Music Fridays uh, when we do get put out. And you guys will probably never hear from me again because I'll become a legendary rapper. But Lindsay, if you're in a hurry to get that, I suppose um, we should do it soon. So yes, please. NPA, that's the call out. Sorry, NPA. All right, so <laughs> let's uh, let's dive in now that we got sponsors behind us, and we're gonna get into a new segment. Seth, why don't I let you go ahead and set this one up? Yeah, uh, got a, got a new game for us to play. A little, little trivia, little little fun uh, fun tidbits that we'll be uh, discussing. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, just a couple uh, three random facts. Um, I'm going to leave a blank in the fact, and they're going to try to guess. I'm going to give multiple choice options of what makes that fact correct. Uh, and so I'll be leaving out uh, leaving out a, a critical part of the fact, so it will be factually bereft. <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings. First fact, again, just random, completely random facts. You guys got to fill in the blanks. The Cookie Monster's real name is blank. <laughs> the, the multiple choice options are A, Carl, B, Sid, C, Mike. I was going to say Tyler. <laughs> Why? Because that's what I thought the answer was. <laughs> I think his name is Sid. Jared buzzes in with Sid. Sid the Cookie Monster. Sid the monster. Sid the monster. Lindsay, where are you at on this? I don't fucking know. I'll go with Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something uh, you clever know... like Sir Chippington or something. But... <laughs> so I think, I mean, I'll take Mike if if we can't all pick the same. You but can I, if you want to. I, 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 
I, okay, in that case, I'm going to agree with Jared. I feel like I've seen this somewhere before, and I think Sid is sticking out as the correct one. So I'm going to agree with Jared and say Sid. The the bad thing is I'm still stick, sticking with my answer, but I think Lindsay might have it because of the alliteration with Carl and Cookie. Oh. Mm. Cookie Monster mm. Carl. So we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> Cookie Monster Carl. All right. The correct answer is B, Sid. All right. Ding, ding, ding. That's how we do the, it. That's I did choose Carl as the uh, the uh, one of the options because of the alliteration. So there we go. Jared's I'm in your brain. Out. Seth, you're too smart for us. <laughs> Fact number two. Hunting blank is legal in Michigan. The options are <laughs> A, unicorn slash unicorns. B, platypus slash platypi. C, mice slash mouse. Hmm. Interesting. It seems really fucking odd that mice would be illegal. So my brain doesn't go it's there. It's legal. Legal. Or, yeah. Well, that's... Oh. Then, yeah, that. Mice. You think mice? Mm-hmm. I don't want to influence either way, but that's. I just wanted to clarify. No, you did, and that helped. I'm going to say... I'm going to say unicorn. I think this is one of those dumbass laws that doesn't matter. <laughs> Give me that unicorn, baby! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think he he's 100% on the right track. All right. Um, you know, these bizarre laws out there. It's unicorn. All right, the answer is A, unicorn. All right. <laughs> Lindsay, you're I'm not sorry. doing so hot, but that's okay. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, you never went in and hunt unicorn? This world makes me sad. Okay, continue. <laughs> well, let's see if this third fact will make you any happier. The third quite third fact is the blob of toothpaste that sits on your toothbrush is called a blank. Is it A, splort, B, nurdle, C, plam? Oh my god. Nope, definitely these not are happier, all, Seth. Definitely these are not all happier. Fake. <laughs> I wanted was to be Squirtle. Squirtle. Yeah, Squirtle. Nerdle. Nerdle. Splort is A, S P L O R T. B is Nerdle, N U R D L E. And C is Plam, P L A M. I'm going with Splort. <laughs> oh, Sounds I, like if you made two of these make. up, <laughs> you made up some really good made up words if you made two of these up. I have no clue. I'll say Nerdle or Nerdle, whatever that <laughs> one is. I I want to say it's uh it was the first one the splort one or whatever yeah splort nerdle and plam yeah I'm going with the splort one here <laughs> okay the correct answer is B nerdle oh yeah dang oh, word that's a clean sweep for you boy plam plam <laughs> ugh yeah I didn't make up splort and plam. <laughs> Yikes! Oh wow! I I I made up splore and plam is in the running for our show title this week. That's just uh, what would you what would you assign the word plam to? So now that we know it's not toothpaste, what would you call a plam? Um, a clam named Pam. (laughs) (laughs) Wow! I guess that's it. I guess a Pam clam named Pam is a plam. So at least we got that figured out. Seth, you're, you're, we're going to have to call Miriam Webster, complain to her about the coming down the pipe thing, and then tell her to get the, um, 
the uh, plam in there. Mm -hmm. I also don't think Merriam-Webster is a woman. I think it's two last names. So mm. I think <laughs> I just look like an idiot at this point. Wow. Huh. I like these. I, I especially like the ones where you're able to make up nonsense words. Uh, do we have any more of these facts, Seth, or does, is that it for the week? Just three for the week. All right. Well, I guess that makes me the winner. It was a clean sweep, but that didn't feel like a super competitive game, so I won't play the LeBron sounder this time. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, well, you know me. Um, <laughs> so this is a fun one. We'll, we'll bring this one back for sure. Factually Bereft is the name of it. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, from there, let's get into kind of the bulk of the show here uh, this time. And we're going to talk about some Oscar films. And we've seen most of those. So we're going to call this What Did You Watch? What? 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 What did you watch? Come on. All right. We have, um, before we dive into the movies, I want to talk a little bit about the Oscar game for this year. So this year we have, um, instead of the old format where we had an Excel file that we would send out and share with everybody, we've made this quite a bit easier for the audience to participate. Um, and we're doing that with an online survey. So there's a link in the description box. Uh, go ahead and click on that. And it's gonna take you to our page where you'll give us your name and your email address and then um, uh, make info. all of your picks. Yeah, credit card info as well, um, social security number. And then make all of your picks. We've got all of the, we've got 15 of the categories. So not every category, but, um, but a pretty good chunk of the important ones. 15 categories. You're going to pick the winner. And then you're also going to pick um, how confident you are in your choices. And you're going to rank them from 1 to 15. Um, you'll see this instruction when you get to the survey. Um, but depending on how confident you said you were, that's how many points, that's going to relate to how many points you get if you're correct. And so, uh, for example, if you're certain that Mank is going to win Best Picture, then you'll put that as your number one. And if you're correct on that, you get the maximum amount of points. Um, but if you miss on that, then it's a risk because you're not going to get those points. So that ends up being a pretty exciting part of the game because a lot of times we'll have the same picks but with different uh, levels of confidence. And typically, we make our picks on the show, but we're going to keep our picks a secret this time so you guys can't cheat off of us. And um, we, didn't, we didn't talk about this. I meant to talk with you guys about this before we started the show, but I guess we can hash it out here. Um, I want to do some prizes for our winners here. So, um, you know, obviously not if the three of us win, but if Lindsay or any of the listeners uh, win this year, we're going to put together a little prize package. Um, and uh, what I'm thinking that we'll do is um, we'll get you a digital copy of whatever movie wins Best Picture. And then we'll also get you two movie tickets. So we'll, we'll get in touch with you about what, what theater locally you want to get a couple tickets to. And, and we'll get you a pair so you can take a date or go to the movies twice. Um, and <laughs> going uh, twice. And get you a couple tickets there. And, and, some, um, and a gift card for some concessions. <laughs> well, you can, <laughs> you're spending That's money like that's not yours right now, Lance. <laughs> I will I, pay for the concessions. I will pay I, for a $20 gift card for some popcorn some M&Ms and an IC. Wow. Well, there you go. That's a that's not a bad. So, as I estimate, this is roughly a $75 value with Lindsay's additional 20. So, oh. um, there is a there is some fun to be had for our champion here and um, in order to win, like I said, you're going to need to go to the link that's in the description box, fill out all the information because uh, we need to get in touch with you afterwards. And then after we score um, post Oscars on that first show, we'll announce who the winner is. And so um, 
between now and Oscar day, because we'll stop accepting new, um, new submissions when the Oscars actually start, um, between now and then, make sure you get your submissions in, make your picks, and if you're the winner, you might be coming home with a pretty cool little prize package on behalf of the SoCo show. So we hope we'll get uh, a lot of participants this year. Um, it's been really fun the last couple of years to try to compete. And uh, so far, nobody's beaten us. The winner has always been one of us. Um, I think it's been Seth a couple of times. And was it I Jared, Jared last Jared year? Jared technically won once. I think he won the year before. I won I the won first. I won like every year. You guys <laughs> are just cheating. I think I won the first. Jared won the second. Then I won last year. Um, yeah. Also included in that prize package is I will uh, go ahead and write down all of Cody's login information for his streaming services. <laughs> That's so, worth a that's lot. That's another seventy-five dollar value. Yeah. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. So big get prizes. This piece. is the biggest prize we've ever done. You're going to want to get that piece. That's well said, Lens. Um, so again, link is in the description box. Um, go submit. You can only submit once. Don't be an asshole. But um, make sure that you include your, your name and your email so that we can get a hold of you if you're the winner. We'll talk more about this next week. Um, but wanted to make sure and get the link out there. So if people wanted to submit early, they can go ahead and do so. So um, we hope you'll get in there and participate along with us. And uh, hopefully you can beat one of us. But uh, if you don't, it'll be the top listener score. We'll go home with that sick-ass prize, prize package that we just talked about. What, what if the Best Picture winner is like a movie on a streaming service? <laughs> then, then you're not getting a digital code. Oh. <laughs> oh well, you can, still, you can still get a digital code for movies that are on streaming service. Some of them. You can give them a, I think you, there's gift cards for like Netflix and stuff. Yeah. You can be like, hey, here's a $15 gift card to Netflix. Yeah, are we'll there any of them? Oh, I, I get what you're saying. Up. So if it's like Mank, yeah. you might not be able yeah. to buy Mank. Yeah, um, better not. That's Charles a fucking Mank. Mank. Yeah, okay. we'll figure that out. If it comes to that, we'll figure it out. Um, but uh, for today, like I said, we're not going to reveal our picks to you because we don't want you cheating off us. Um, but we're just going to go through and kind of talk about some of the movies that are nominated, uh, some of the things that stuck out to us, and just what we liked. Um, and we'll just kind of have a loose conversation for, for pretty much the rest of the show about some of these Oscar nominees. And uh, guys, I want to start with, um, I think one of the favorites, I, I don't think it's a stretch to say one of our favorites, um, from this last year, Jared, I know it was featured on your top 10, um, from 2020 nominations, uh, on this one for best lead actress, uh, best director and best picture, uh, promising young woman. So this is, um, this is uh, Carrie Mulligan in the lead role. Um, the director, whose name I need to get Emerald to here. Fennel. There Emerald you go. Fennel. Help me. Yes, Emerald Fennel is the director on this one. And uh, Lindsay, why don't you start? Because we've gotten to talk about this already on the podcast. But uh, I know this was a favorite of yours from last year as well. I love this movie. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. As someone who is a woman and has been in many of these situations, I think it's very poignant. The... the um, kind of narrative and the premise and the stuff they're trying to point out whilst not being so heavy handed that it's, it's, um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like you're being talked at. Um, a good friend of mine said like, especially for women and women who've been in sexual assault situations, it feels kind of like holding your hand through it. Um, it's very, it's, uh, handled very, um, kindly whilst also not shying away from what it is and also at the same time also just being a very cool movie um i think you can i don't think you can completely ignore the 
point they're trying to make, but at the same time, um, I've watched it with a lot of men and who have really enjoyed it and thought it was, um, you know, like a kind of fun, dark psychological thriller comedy. Um, it has a lot going for it in a lot of different ways. Jared was one of those men who really enjoyed it. I think, was this your top movie, Jared, or was this in your top three? I know you're a big fan of this one from last year. I, I can't remember what my top ten were. I don't even know what I did yesterday, man. Um, but I want to say it was in the top three, and yeah, I think everything Lindsay said, and plus, you know, you can go back and listen to previous episodes where every single time we bring it up, we kind of, you know, praise it a little bit. And I, I don't know, it's just one of those movies that after watching it it's like one i want to watch it again but it's just so damn good of again like how they handle the material but also balancing you know like seriousness with like subtle humor tucked in there as well yeah Mm -hmm. oh burnham man yeah yeah seth um I know you're a Bo, Bo Burnham fan, and it was interesting the way that they cast this. Um, mm-hmm. it, what, what else stuck to you? Stuck out to you either about the casting or just the movie in general? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely echo echo uh, echo the sentiments that everyone has said. Um, but then, you know, specifically with Bo Burnham, I think he adds. Um, he, he, I mean, he, his his scenes kind of add some levity to the movie, yeah. um, where there, there's some definite, you know, uh, tough material that happens through it but then when Bo Burnham shows up it's a little bit more light and um funny and just a little more feel good uh through through uh, his parts so um I mean I thought he was great in it um there's a particular scene um with the with the Paris Hilton song that's playing (laughs) oh yeah that that I think like I think that that when I think back on the movie and I think back on those parts where it's fun and happy like that that scene i were play in my head now obviously there's another half of this movie in terms of just like the tone um that it's not that and i think of a completely different scene <laughs> but yeah. um bo burnham i thought he was great and it sounds like his involvement with it just kind of on a side note was um a little more just like he kind of they kind of sent the script to him um, which i thought was kind of cool that she had that his character in mind is work perfect I would agree with you guys. This is super well done. I think as a man watching this, it was interesting, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but you, I think a big part of this movie, and we're not going to give any spoilers or anything away, but a big part of this movie is like, um, they, they use a lot of men in this movie who are nice guys. I'll put in air quotes, like actors. who would describe themselves as nice guys, actors, and they're playing characters who would call themselves nice guys. And, um, as a person who would call myself a nice guy, I think it kind of forces, um, I think it kind of forces you to reflect and think about like, okay, how, how uncool have I been in situations in the past? And I think that was part of the intent um, on this, but to Lindsay's point from before, I don't think it ever felt too preachy in that way. I think they handled it in a way that was realistic and it was just like, here's the reality of some of these situations and here's the female perspective on it. And so that was really interesting, I thought, to, to be able to get that across without it being heavy-handed and feel lame um, and also just have the end of this movie is, is, is a pretty awesome Ooh. ending, I will say. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was just super, super well done. I think it's super well-deserving of, of the nomination and uh, the direction and Carrie Mulligan. Carrie Mulligan is the movie. So um, her nomination, I think, is well-deserved as well. So this will be an interesting one for us to keep an eye on. I know there's a lot of people rooting for it out mm-hmm. there um so uh we'll see how well promising young woman does can i say um, one more thing because you caught me off guard and i love this movie a lot 
<laughs> yeah, go ahead. I just rambled earlier, and I think I have two succinct points to make. One is that I'm really craving original content, and this felt so original. It really mm-hmm. did. Like, it felt like a really brand new, fun, wild ride thing. There, it is. It can be heavy and dark, and if you're um, triggered by sexual assault, I would, I would be very wary. But um, it, it is very original. And it has such a clear directorial vision. And that really stood out to me. Like you can really, her tone from the get go. And she talked, Emerald has talked in interviews multiple times about sending the cast playlists of songs, lots of Britney Spears and lots of stuff. So they could get (laughs) the dark comedy tone undertone. Cause a director really sets that tone. And if this was a different director or even if Emerald herself had taken a different approach to it, it could have been really dark it could have been a really Mm -hmm. dark um traumatizing heavy piece it could have also been way too um light and and not it it really as seth was saying it really tiptoes that line well which is also which makes it such a fun and interesting watch is because you're not bored you don't know what's coming Mm -hmm. you can't predict it by any means which is all I'm ever looking for because I watch so much shit. I'm just like, somebody just please catch me off guard and show me something new and interesting, which I think a lot of these guys would agree with too. So, and I, even, yep. yeah, go even start. talking about like not getting bored, like just the look of it in general, a lot yeah. of neon colors and a lot oh, of the mm-hmm. production design and the costuming. Ugh. Yeah. And then they use like the text on screen and things like that. I think they're just, it's very creative Yeah. Uh, all around. Um, she kind of just did like I think this will look cool, <laughs> and it turned out pretty <laughs> awesome. So she apparently yeah. had just never the her and Olivia Wilde. I watched them talking to each other um, about mm-hmm. Booksmart versus this one, and like um, they're both female directors, obviously, and also newer female directors. And mm-hmm. they both talked a lot about like their never-ending lookbook, which for people that don't quite know what a directorial process looks like, you make like a almost like a digital scrapbook, and you pull like shots and stills from other movies or like fashion shoots and just to like give a tone and a vibe and like a color scheme and it helps everyone kind of understand how you take words off a page and what you're going for and i think you can see so thought out in both booksmart and this like how clear that vision and the you know look and the tone was right it's all very Mm -hmm. cohesive Mm -hmm. i dig it a lot i think her case for we'll talk more about some of the other directors, but I think I think Emerald Fennel has a strong case here for for directing. I really I do because agree. as Lindsay said, the vision is there. You can see exactly what she's going for, and she pulls it off very very well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, if this the th- at least three nominations, there may be more. I'm not looking at the whole list, um, but uh, we'll see how well they do. I imagine uh, I imagine they'll get some gold, but it'll be interesting to see what it is. Yeah, I hope they get something. They haven't gotten too much. And I'm mm-hmm. angry about it. I feel like it's kind of an, an easy one to brush off. And as we've all yeah. talked about it, I feel like it's, it's way deserving of more than it's getting. But yeah, I think yeah. it's it, it kind of is viewed as more of a indie movie, and than it is kind of the uh, typical Oscar fair. Mm, um, I think yeah. I think it has that kind of working against it. Yeah, yeah. bubblegum indie too mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Clean up yep. at the bath does because a lot of British people involved, but <laughs> yep. Wasn't she? On you know the what? Director? I... She was on the Crown, wasn't she? Yeah, she's an actress. She was on the Crown. Yeah. I haven't watched the Crown, but I've watched her talk about being on the Crown. Yeah. 
She also was um, the head, the showrunner and head writer for Killing Eve. Um, mm. Like some of the past few seasons, like she's fucking ah, uh, she's one of the ones I'm really she's watching. I'm so yeah, she's a fucking boss. I'm stoked <laughs> to see what else she does. Yeah, they won some Emmys for Killing Eve. I I actually should mention I I uh, shortchanged Promising Young Woman. There's at least a fourth nomination for um, original screenplay. Yeah, which is yeah. another thing. You know, I, I think there's a strong case to be made. Um, yeah. For that one too, because this, as Lindsay said, That's... very very original. That's usually the the category where they will give the the nods to the more indie stuff, your Get Outs mm-hmm. and things like um, Jojo Rabbit, like Jojo. <sighs> yeah, no, I think she. I, that's one out of all the categories. I agree, Seth. I think she has a chance at that one, and I really hope she mm-hmm. gets that one. I think it's. I think I've heard it's Carrie Mulligan is is uh, mm. in Front that runner. conversation as well. Yeah, nice. I liked her a lot. Let's um let's Sorry. switch gears here and talk about another movie that's heavily nominated. Um, so this is another one nominated for best original screenplay. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. <laughs> Hell yeah! Give they me got that snubbed. movie. They didn't get any nominations. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, original screenplay nomination. Um, there is also an editing nomination for this. One. Oh, Promising Young Woman's nominated for editing too. I I just didn't oh. even fucking look at the list. I can see um, that. But another another solid job done on the editing on that movie. Um, editing nomination for this one, as well as two acting nominations: actor in a supporting role, and actor in a lead role, um, as well as best picture. So this is Sound of Metal, um, and I still have not seen this one, Lindsay. I don't know if you have. Um, but I know, I, I know the guys have, and it is on Amazon Prime. I will say, out of all the movies I have yet to see, this is probably the one I'm looking most forward to watching. I'm probably going to catch mm-hmm. it this weekend. Um, so, guys, why don't you break down a little bit of, of what you dug about Sound of Metal and um, what you think of some of these nominations that it got. Sound of Metal. Um, I don't know. I mean, Riz Ahmad, I think, is the thing that really stood out the most for myself of just his performance and the – I mean – for people who aren't can't remember i guess or uh need a refresher essentially this movie is about um a couple um they're in a band the drummer arizamad is slowly losing his hearing and he has to essentially go to kind of a deaf community to um you know accept that that's his life you know moving forward and whatnot and he kind of has an addictive personality so you can see how that kind of messes with the whole situation that he uh has realize that himself is in and i think he did a wonderful job in this role but it's the attention to detail and the care that they took uh showcasing kind of you know this inside look of the deaf community because a lot of this movie is just subtitles and you know looks and gestures and mannerisms from characters and you can see how they feel and whatnot um this one was one that yeah again if you two haven't seen this one highly recommend checking it out it is uh it was one that is still kind of stuck with me. Yeah, I don't. I like this one a lot. Um, I don't remember quite as much as Jared does. Uh, it's been a while. Um, actually, it's playing in the theater this weekend, so I'm thinking about maybe going um, if it plays at a decent time. But um, great performance by Riz Ahmed. Um, I thought the the sound design in this whole in that movie was as a whole awesome. Um, Olivia Cook is pretty great in it too, from what I remember. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, echo a, a lot of what Jared said. I do. Need, I think I need to go revisit this one though. 
Um, mm-hmm. I do remember liking it a lot, but it's been a little while. I'm trying to remember, Cody. Can you re- uh, re- give me a refresher? Okay, Rizamod is nominated, but then is also uh, Paul Reese or Racy yes, or whatever. Correct, supporting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, um, he. I was going to ask about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because my understanding is that he is not uh, an actual like you know in the the industry as an actor. I think he's more of a musician, I believe. Um, but what he did, like giving the kind of the emotion of being like, "Hey, bud, um, you know, this is kind of your life now. You, you're gonna have to accept it. You're gonna have to, you know, mm-hmm. pay your dues. You know, everyone around here helps out. We all." get along and whatnot and you can see how they kind of butt heads but it's also kind of like uh he's like a mentor towards Rizamod's character and i don't know again i don't want to get too much into it and maybe give some details that people who haven't watched it yet you know give them anything away but this one i mean again i i adored everything that was kind of in it and the last 15 minutes what they do is something that's very interesting it's an excellent tease. I am cranked to watch this this weekend. I'm very excited. So, yeah, speaking on Riz, I think it's interesting. His career has had a, an interesting path. He kind of exploded on with, um, I think it was The Night Of. Um, was his, it was a HBO limited series, and everyone was talking about him. And then the next time I remembered seeing him was Venom, which he stunk in because they, they didn't ask him to do anything. And then he pops up in this again. So it seems like one of those guys, he's obviously a really gifted actor. I think he was in Nightcrawler maybe as Hell well. yeah, he was. I, I forgot that one. He's really good in that. Um, so it seems like he's been incredibly talented, and it's good to see that he's getting some recognition here. And so we'll see how well he does. Again, nominated for uh, actor in a leading role, but a handful of other nominations as well for Sound of Metal. If you guys want to catch up on this one, it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, as Seth mentioned, a lot of these movies are coming back into theaters over these next couple of weeks, um, so you can catch up if you've missed any of them. Uh, the best picture ones especially are, are making the rounds here. Let's talk next about another one that's got the double nomination, uh, Best Picture and Best Direction, as well as a Leading Actress um, nomination as well. Uh, It's interesting because the leading actress in this is the only actress in this. Uh, It's (laughs) Frances McDormand for Nomadland. Um, Chloe Zhao is the nominated director, and of course the the Best Picture nomination as well. Um, Let me see if I'm missing anything. Cinematography. Cinematography is another one, as well as editing and writing. So this is an adapted screenplay, I think, from a book. So a handful of nominations for Nomadland. Um, And this one kind of had an interesting setup. Um, Lindsay, did you catch Nomadland? I did. I'm going to bash it. Should I go first? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, do, do. I thought Nomadland was really boring. I didn't feel like it was original at all. I do know it's based on a true story. I do find that interesting. I know that it was ultra low budget. Actually, my roommate Lily was maybe going to be the assistant to the director on it. And after we watched the credits roll, she was like, oh, I interviewed for this. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, uh, it was it filmed a long time ago. It filmed like in like 2016 or 2017. Yeah. Um, I think there's and I know there's go ahead Seth. something in the I was gonna say there's something in the movie to that point I think there's something in the movie that um, references Time it relevance. being a little bit older yeah yeah um, and they I know that like a lot of the crew and stuff like slept in the vans too like they did it very like immersively I find all of that interesting yeah but at the end of the day the final product I found really boring um, I'm not a, also I'm not a big fan of the fact that 
it was basically an unscripted thing with mainly real people that weren't acting and weren't working off a script. And for me, if I'm going to get like really semantical within this, I don't think it should be up for a narrative feature then. Truly. Like, I don't think, I think it's really hard. Like we were just talking promising young woman, right? Like that is like a piece Mm -hmm. of art that endless thought was put into every single detail in the dialogue, in the coloring, in the cinematography, in the set deck, in the costuming. And I think to compare that to something that was done run and gun and like, hey, a Francis, just like walk up to these people and talk and we've got this guy holding the fucking camera and he's just gonna watch it happen. I don't know, it just, it irks me because I don't think it's fair to compare them. And I don't think if we're gonna compare them, I don't think it's that good. And I, it's bothering me the recognition that it's getting for it. And I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> you're gonna be, done. You're gonna be pissed when Bad Trip is nominated next year. That's oh. right. You mother smucker. <laughs> Seth, I, I think uh, I remember you liking this one. You want to rebut Lindsay here? I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel strongly about it. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was very slow paced, and I remember thinking it while I was, while I watched it that. Um, it didn't really have a ton of a point to it. Yeah. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. um, there's a story. I mean, there there is a there is a story, and and it ends in a place that I think makes sense. But it does take a while to get there, and for a movie only being an hour and forty, um, it, it it's very slow paced. Um, by that he means nothing happens in it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I also saw this one in the theater, um, so I had a, maybe that was uh, you know I had a little bit more of a I was maybe in it a little more. Um, just you know, seeing it on the big screen and all that stuff, but um, so could have a little bit of the theater bump, and I like Frances McDormand as well. Um, but I yeah, like I mean, I I can't I can't refute your points. I think you know if if th- those are all those all make sense. If if you didn't enjoy the movie, those definitely all make sense. So, Jared, anything you'd add on Nomadland? Yeah, that I haven't watched that one yet. Um, oh, I thought so you did see it. I, no, I haven't watched that one yet. I have, I still have a lot of homework to do, but kind of hearing what Lindsay has to say and then on the other side of it, you know, Seth, I mean, I feel, and again, just from an outside perspective, I feel way closer to kind of, and again, I haven't watched it. This is just my outside opinion of what I've heard is it's t- more towards like Lindsay. It's what, what okay. Um, what's the point? Um, I don't feel like I'm not really looking forward to watching it, but it is one of them that, you know, is nominated. So I don't know. I guess maybe next week I'll give my thoughts on it if I do my homework. Just to back um, up my point, it's a female person of color director, so I'd love mm -hmm. to be behind it. But I think that only backs up my point that I'm just trying to be unbiased about it. I'm not a fan. And this is... She's done her previous movie, The Writer, was the same thing. Um, Yeah, I haven't seen that one. The lead in it wasn't even an actor. He was uh, a he was actually so the movie is about uh, I believe about like rodeo bull riding and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the lead in that is a writer, professional bull rider. Gotcha. Yeah, I think the only uh, actual like uh, performer in that was the horse. <laughs> <laughs> Stunt horse, sea biscuit, <laughs> and waffles. <laughs> I've seen a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of movies with show horses. Um, oh my god <laughs> let's go on Good to god. another one here uh this is one we all saw let's talk about judas and the black messiah um number of nominations here again best picture um daniel kaluuya and lakeith stanfield are both nominated for actor in a supporting role which i thought was interesting um and then cinematography there's a song fight for you which is nominated and then original screenplay 
as well. Um, I'll start here because this is one I've actually seen. Uh, this movie fucking rules like yeah, so hard. It does. It does. Um, this, as I look at the list of movies, and I haven't, I've seen half of the Best Picture nominees. This would be my favorite one that I've seen so far. Um, I think Sound of Metal has a chance, maybe based on what I'm hearing, and so does The Father, of eclipsing it. But so far, from what I've seen, it, it's Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I think. Uh, both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are amazing in their roles. If I had to pick one of them to win, I, I thought Daniel Kaluuya's performance um, as Fred Hampton was incredible. I thought it was so fucking good. Um, he dies right into that. You, you forget everything you know about him, and he's had such iconic roles besides this. The fact that he's, you're able to lose him in this character, I think, is impressive. I thought, I thought it was well-written. I thought it was well- um, He did a, gr- like, a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I I thought I loved Get Out, but I didn't necessarily think he was the strongest aspect of Get Out. But he fucking sold me with this. Like he really did fully act and transform, and I was very impressed. And I loved him a lot. Yeah, he had every mannerism. I think he maybe even gained a little weight for this. Yeah, he did. Um, he was just he was as charismatic as he needed to be. He was as you know, the speeches he gave uh, were just, I was pumped. And it, like, I was getting pumped for some of his speeches like I was there in person. And I obviously wasn't even alive yet when it happened. So I loved this. Uh, this was a story that I don't think gets told very often. So I think that historical aspect is um, really, really well done. And, and the Academy loves that. Um, and interestingly, Lindsay, I think, was the one that pointed this out to me. This was, um, I don't know if the writing credit went to them, but the Lucas brothers who are twin comics had a heavy hand in writing this. Um, yeah. They kind of were some of the ones that championed the making of this and, and did a lot of the writing. So to know especially that they were involved is even more impressive. And you know, like we've seen countless times, comedians doing drama, uh, it works well often. And this is a case, like I don't have a bad thing to say about this movie and if you do, I'll fight you. So does anyone <laughs> else want to talk next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have so many bad things to say. No, no, I think, uh, God, the performances, I mean, like you're saying, Fred Hampton, the main lead, like, so darn good. Um, people watch it. I mean, I, I I don't have much more to add to what you guys have already said. Yeah, I think it's pretty much been covered. <laughs> no, I agree with everything else said. I agree. Uh, yeah, the Lucas Brothers. That's that. That I told it to you, Co. Because to me, whenever somebody unexpected makes something really good, it just shows kind of like how passionate they were about it. And I think that's so mm-hmm. evident and cool. And for people who don't know who we're talking about, if you've seen, is, are they in a Step Up, Co? No. I, don't think, I don't know if they're in Step no, Up. No, it's twenty one. Is it twenty one Jump Street? Twenty two. Twenty two. Twenty two Jump Street. Jump Street they're like they the college, dorm yeah. mates, and they're like um, they're both kind of like slender like soft-spoken black men right and they're twins and they they have a, mm-hmm. a kind of a cadence that's very specific to them <laughs> anyway they're great they're a funny couple of dudes they have a special on netflix called on drugs and they're on stage together at the same time telling the same jokes it's really strange to watch but it's cool um yes. and they apparently wrote a pretty good chunk of this movie so judas and the black messiah you know whether or not it'll win i don't know but so far it's been my favorite that i've seen um we'll see how well it does but um, if you want to catch up on this one, again, it, it may be making the roads, uh, making the road show in your local theater. But if not, it's on HBO Max, and so you can um, you can jump over there and, and check it out. But big, big recommends from all four of us on Judas and the Black Messiah. 
Let's go next to um, another multi-nominee here. Um, and I know that you three have all seen this one, but it's on my list. Um, so best picture, um, we got two acting, editing, and writing for The Father. So this is an adapted screenplay. Um, the editing is nominated, like I said. Olivia Coleman is a supporting actress in this, and she supports the lead actor, Anthony Hopkins, who we looked up earlier is 83 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's man. getting up there and he's playing an old Ooh. man in this. And obviously they get the best picture nomination. Um, I don't know who wants to take the lead on this. Cause I know you all have seen it and I think that you all liked it. If I'm remembering correctly. I think it was just Lindsay and I have seen it. Did you see it? You're talking about the father. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen that movie. Come on. I, I'm not doing my homework anymore. <laughs> um, well, you guys inflate this movie and tickle its balls. I'm going to go take a piss. Okay, <laughs> oh, wow. bye, Jerry. Just don't, just don't be tickling your balls while you're peeing. Man. so aggressive. No, do it. Makes a pee come out faster. <laughs> hey, so host, you take this one. Um, let's see. It's been been a little while since I saw this one, too. Um, yeah, it's it, it's uh, Anthony, basically carried by Anthony Hopkins for the most part. But uh, essentially, he's he's got uh, Alzheimer's and dementia, and uh, the movie kind of plays from that perspective of of what that might be if you were to have that. And there's a lot of shifts and what um, shifts and kind of what you think is going on um, versus what might actually be going on, and it's just very it's it's very it's kind of trippy in a way yeah. but it's it, it's very um i think it's very smart the way they did it um i think that that takes a lot of a lot of thought out um i mean just in general the thought process of doing that i think it's it, writing that was probably well it was a play also so i mean credit to the original person who, who wrote it but being a stage play but um very it's very intricate i think um but great performance. Anthony Hopkins is fantastic. And again, being 83, um, it probably takes a little bit more work to, to go to those places that he has to go. Uh, maybe even a little more scary for him too, based off of age. But, um, he, he's awesome. Olivia Coleman's awesome. Um, and then just the, I mean, the movie in general is, is for me, I was, I was, I was at the edge of my seat through for this one. Um, just because it's like, what the hell is going on through a good chunk of this movie? And so. I believe it clips in at like a one thirty-six. It's yeah, not which very is long. perfect. No, it's great. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm all for. I mean, time shouldn't fucking matter. It's just about making your product the best pacing. Mm -hmm. And so many directors love to forget that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and it it plays so nicely, the flow and everything, and yeah, it um it leaves the audience confused in the best way in such a subtle, yep. great, authentic way. It doesn't feel too like uh, convoluted and trying too hard and tropey. It's very um, unsettling in a lovely, natural way. It's very cool. It's a cool, immersive experience. And, um, and you're right. And Anthony Hopkins just fucking kills it. Honestly, he's my, my pick for best actor, which I kind of hate because I don't like giving it to the old men who have tons of recognition, but <laughs> truly I thought he killed it. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, ooh, I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of good performances and actor nominations this year, but I really thought his was incredible. Agreed. The, the only question that I would ask you guys is: this being adapted from a stage play, is it one of those um, where you can really see and feel that, or do I they so. kind of cinematize it up 
um, as a movie? Like, did you know when you were watching it that it was adapted from a play? I saw the like at the beginning. I saw that it was adapted like through the credits that it was adapted. So that's where, like, then I kind of saw it from there. I pr- it's it's one that like when you hear it and see the movie, it's like yeah, that makes sense. But it's not like extremely blatant. It it takes place all within for the most part one place and so you can see how they would have done it as a um as a, as, a, as a stage play but it's not like you know it would make sense as a movie too you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. True. i would say no <laughs> i would say no not compared to like one night miami marriage story fences not even close it just feels like a movie yeah. to me I mean, I think if you sit there and you go, okay, the fact that there's only one location and they kind of, the opening credit sequence kind of sets it up in a way that feels a little play-like, sure. But I think it's just a normal viewer. It just feels like a movie. Not that that matters one way or another, but yeah. That that makes sense. That also doesn't surprise me because I know you're not a fan of those movies that feel like Blazelands. I'm not not um, a fan. I just don't like the egregious monologues that last seven and a half minutes. <laughs> well, you I guess and I I'm saying more <laughs> I'm not even saying monologue I'm saying more in terms of the if I'm looking at it for this like the set like the mm-hmm. that's where I'm that's where I'm seeing it because essentially mm-hmm. it's in an apartment and there's variations of it and you can see how they would switch it out between that's where the, my mind goes like you can see how they would as a stage play, how they could switch it out and it would make sense. See, you're right. Mm -hmm. It would definitely make sense. I'm really curious as to how they would do that. I almost would like to see this as a play, like a Mm -hmm. lot, to see how they would do that. that I think Seth kind of talked about it when I heard you encapsulate it on the last one, so I don't think this is really giving away, but obviously you said this guy has amnesia, and one of the cool things that they play with is like his memory of what his surroundings look like, and so Mm -hmm. um, essentially it would be cool to see as a stage play because they would literally be switching out the sets in front of you in some way, mm-hmm. shape, or form, which would be cool. Yeah. It kind of hmm. plays a little That's... bit... It's easier for them to do almost as a movie. So it's like, I'd like to see oh, the yeah. harder way, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I was in a play last year when we had to do some set moving around for mm-hmm. something similar where it was an unreliable narrator. And that shit sucks and is hard to do. So if you were <laughs> able to do it well on this stage play, then uh, then I'm sure they were... Um, they did a really good job on this. So, yeah, this is an interesting one. Another one I'm looking forward to watching this weekend, but I think this is a one you've got to pay to rent at this point. I don't yeah. think you can stream it anywhere. Yeah. Um, or you'll have to catch it at the theater. I want to see the... I want to see the stage play, but instead of uh, Anthony Hopkins, I want Gary Busey to play the, the old oh guy. My oh, my God. <laughs> wow, green light no. that now. <laughs> that might get a little too real with Gary Busey. Or Nicolas Cage. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. Nick Cage, that's just what we need. <laughs> Nick Cage needs the constraint of like a, a reasonably mentally sound protagonist <laughs> if you give nick cage a crazy protagonist or a mentally damaged protagonist he's just gonna go fucking off the rails and he already goes <laughs> off the rails so let's get into this next one um and there's a number of number of um nominations here and jared i think this is one you've seen so i'm gonna start with you um but mank has nominations for original score costume design um Actress in a supporting role for Amanda Seyfried. Uh, Gary Oldman uh, for starring as Mank is uh, nominated for actor in a lead role. David Fincher is nominated for his direction here. And it's obviously a Best Picture nominee as well. So this one's based around the create, I I believe it's based around the creation of Citizen Kane. 
Um, and so, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. You've seen this one. What did you think? Yeah, I've, surprisingly, I've seen this one. Um, <laughs> and I watched. Uh, I had never seen uh, Citizen Kane before this. So, <gasps> Jared, did you watch Citizen Kane? I did. I did. I watched it. I did the I same think, thing. <laughs> I think the day before, or maybe the day after, just to you know fill in the blanks and stuff. So. I wouldn't say that it's, you know, you have to, but it very much does kind of enhance the experience mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I mean, it's your, it's your, I wouldn't say stereotypical, but black and white, it fits that mold of one of the movies has to be black and white that's nominated. Um, yeah. It's old style, kind of almost like a love letter a little bit to this, you know, notorious movie and kind of some behind the scenes looks of what exactly was going on and you know, just how Hollywood was working at that time. I mean, Gary Oldman is great, Amanda Seyfried as well. Um, I guess overall, this one just didn't really, out of all of these kind of nominations, the ones that I have seen, this one is not my favorite, not one that I really want to, you know, jump back into and rewatch. Um, it was a little slow to me, I guess. Um, I'm curious what you guys have to say if you're completely on the opposite side, but... I mean, technically, it looked great, and, you know, the performances and whatnot, but there was just this weird kind of, there was something about it that just felt like, oh, this isn't authentic to that time. It's it's obviously a movie. Um, I don't know if anyone else had that problem with it. You guys are so nice. I would just say that it's awful and horrible and boring, and <laughs> no one should watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I love listening to you guys like nicely say that things are bad it makes me laugh so hard because i'm just like just fucking say i fell asleep (laughs) twice during this damn movie Lindsay, you now know how difficult it is for me to ever break up with a woman (laughs) (laughs) just put just put me on the phone jared and i'll be like he doesn't like you it's over (laughs) you're boring he keeps falling asleep <laughs> he fell asleep twice oh, while you were talking. Oh my god! <laughs> um, so you hated it? Oh yeah, I thought I truly, truly did fall asleep twice during it, um, and that's saying a lot um, because I was actually genuinely looking forward to it because I really like Citizen Kane. Which, on a separate note, at some point, Jared, I would love to discuss with you. Um, but I did a reaction of it. Yeah, check it out. It, Citizen Kane is a far and away better movie than fucking Mank. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, I, I even like kind of the artsy, Oscar-y, like, um, kind of indulgent movies, but I don't even think this was worth that. That was really boring. <laughs> that was really boring. It didn't have much going for it at all. I wasn't interested. I didn't give a shit, and I fell asleep twice. That's it. I don't <laughs> remember watching it very well. See, um, so. But I, didn't, I, I don't remember hating it. I'll say that. I thought Gary Oldman was good, and I liked the, the black and white um, the black and white look and everything like that. Um, I'm just generally a fan of, of biopics, especially entertainment ones. So I think I might have had a better time. Um, this is one I actually, again, I thought it's playing in the theater. So I thought about maybe going to check out again. But uh, yeah. And then I did the same thing. I watched Citizen Kane before and then I watched Mank. Um, we should just have a whole Citizen Kane podcast. That would make me so happy. <laughs> the Kane oh. cast. Yeah, Kane cast. I need to watch it, but we already have our next episode with Lindsay planned. We're going to do one hour of Harry Potter versus SpongeBob and another hour of Citizen Kane uh, analysis. I love it. People do, are, no one is going to listen to that, but I'm going to love every second of it. Do you guys think, um, 
you know, because this, this is nominated like a bunch of times for different things, the direction and, and all that stuff. Is Do you think this is, it's a movie about Hollywood and Hollywood movies always get nominated and it's black and white and it's a biopic and it's got all just this, the check checks all the boxes of an Oscar movie. Do you think it's a result of limited releases from last year or it, was it just that this is the Academy's taste but not yours? Like, why do you think that you guys all didn't really think very much of this but it's so nominated? I think, I mean, you, you basically stole the question because I was going <laughs> to ask you guys the same thing of like, if this would have been a, you know, a quote unquote normal year of movies, would it have made the cut? I still think it would have because again, yeah. it's hitting those check boxes of, oh, it's black and white, it's old Hollywood, it's catering to these kind of people. I wonder if and when that will ever change because I do feel like, you know, you have to, <laughs> there's always that black and white movie that makes it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they also, I mean... Going back to the point about it, the that this year being you know with COVID and stuff, a lot of the Oscar stuff didn't really get pushed. I think more than anything, it opened up the window for a lot of Oscar movies to potentially get in because it got pushed to February for the eligibility instead of I don't I think it's usually in January or December. Um, so I don't think that was. I think it would have got nominated in a normal year too, but. Yeah, like I said, I think that's probably a, a reason is that it's a Hollywood biopic, black and white. Gary Oldman is the lead, so you know, typically he's going to get nominated in those type of movies, biopics and things like that. So, hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Again, it, it, I think there's these movies every year though that at least get the nods that people aren't necessarily pumped about, but sure, you know, your typical Hollywood people enjoy. They did have the next Netflix machine behind this one too, and we know that they they're pretty good at getting mm-hmm. some shit nominated. Mm-hmm. Um, Lindsay, you need to tell your uppity Hollywood friends to get get Mank the hell out of there. Um, yeah. From the sound of it. So. No, it's yeah. I think I think the shit year. I think having less things and it's David Fincher and Gary Oldman and black and white and it's about Hollywood and so. But I'd like to believe that in a year where there were more things, it actually wouldn't have gotten this much attention. See, really, the only things that got pushed, though, were, like, your blockbusters. A lot of these Oscar stuff kind of came around the same time or got, maybe got pushed a month or two still within that window. Do you really know sure. that, though? You know that all the studios and the movies that they would have put out, that, that that's all that happened is that they got pushed a little bit? Because I don't feel like we do know that. I, I would just have a feeling they would push, especially with Netflix and your streaming service releases, they were putting everything out that they could for... Oh, they were because, probably moving stuff up. Yeah, with being at home. There's probably well, then some. Maybe it's just a shit year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, I kind yeah, of yeah. feel that, that way. Happens. By the way, I do kind of feel like this is. I a think shit last year was that too. I think it's a down year. Yeah. You never know, though. Sometimes there is like a blockbuster type movie. Uh, you know, a couple years ago there was like, oh gosh, uh, Lady Gaga sings. Um, Stars oh, Born Stars and like Born. Black Panther mm-hmm. and there was a there was a handful of movies that year that got nominated that made a bunch of money um, and it looks like we're we're back to the usual where none of these movies really made a lot of money well, but let's um, this year, right? that's true yeah, yeah. let's uh, let's talk about these last two best pictures to go and then we'll just touch on some of the other uh, non best picture nominations here um, so this is another one that was nominated a lot. Um, we have a Best Actor nomination uh, for a leading role, um, as well as Actress in a Supporting Role, um, Original Score and Original Screenplay for Minari. 
Um, now, I, as I recall, um, both you guys watched this. I don't know if you have, Lindsay. And I, I think I remember you guys liking it. Is that fair to say? Jared, why don't you go first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked this one because I didn't have to pay for the movie, so that was pretty nice. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Seth for footing the bill. Um, no, this one this one was one that, like, you know, we I would say that Seth and I were late to watching it. I mean, this one was – people were talking about this everywhere I was looking, you know, social media – the tweets, all of that. And it makes sense. I mean, I really enjoyed this story. I think it, the, the story overall, maybe not, but it was the, the performances, the, the kind of personal interactions that these characters had, especially like, you know, it was the husband and the wife and them in a whole new, uh, you know, environment and them kind of trying to start this, this dream that they had. Um, the interactions with the young kid and the grandmother <laughs> was great. was some of the it was it was touching and you know getting a kind of a uh, inner look into you know a slice of life almost into a different uh, uh, culture but also them adapting to a different culture as well you know moving mm-hmm. from I believe what the West Coast to uh, yeah, I think it's like Mid- San Francisco to Arkansas. There we go, Arkansas. I couldn't remember what state it was. But it was just, you know, I, I liked it. It was, mm-hmm. I mean, what, your typical A24 film, essentially? Slice of lifey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah to your point, the, the kid, the little boy in this one, he's he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve, I was happy Stephen Young got uh, nominated. Um, good old Glenn from The Walking Dead. Um, always like seeing those people that watch for years get get some recognition um but uh yeah great performances all around um it is primarily a you know um foreign language film um so for i know i I know it's still for a lot of people that's a that's a drawback so i yeah it's great though um i uh i wouldn't say great i think i think it's really good um it it doesn't it, it kind of like some of the other movies i think that's a theme this year a lot of the movies this year are pretty slow though it's another mm-hmm. movie that kind of just has it. It kind of goes at its own pace. It it doesn't rush things along. There's a couple of a um, little more intense moments in this one, but I think some people might just base off of it being, um, you know, a, a Korean film. Um, might compare it to like uh, Parasite. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking like, oh, it's like that. You know, might be something like that. And and no, that movie is way more, way more intense and. A lot kind more of, levels in that one than this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, this one's just a, li- it's a little more chill, a little more calm, um, and doesn't have quite the the statement on society. <laughs> I mean, there's still some still some statements in terms of like um, racism and things like that, but yep, um, not quite the societal like societal le- the levels to society and how people are treated and things like that, like Parasite does. Um, but no, I, I would rec- I would say definitely check it out if you're going to go through the, the Oscar movies. Um, that's one to, to watch, I think. So the um, supporting actress nomination for Yu Jung Yoon, I'm, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm getting, I'm close. Is that the grandma that you guys like so much? I believe so. I don't know if ne- by names necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. Soon- Sorry. Uh, she looks like she could be yeah. playing a grandma in her picture online. Yeah, she's 73. This got to be her. So it sounds like people people really dug her in this. So we'll keep mm-hmm. an eye out for Minari. This is one I'm excited to watch. Uh, it's not one that you can stream for free. Um, so it's going to be a paid rental or keep an eye out in your theaters um, if you're able to see Minari. 
But again, um, a number of nominations here. Uh, shouts out to Stephen Young. We, we like him a lot. Um, and so Minari is out there. And let's turn finally to The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, this is one I think we all saw, um, myself included. And I liked this one a lot. Uh, but I will say I, I don't have... Um, I don't have any illusions that everyone else liked it as much as me. <laughs> I will say that. Um, it's nominated for Best Picture as well as Actor in a Supporting Role for Sasha Baron Cohen, who was awesome in this. Um, but I think there were a number of actors that could have been nominated. There were some really good performances in this. Um, cinematography, editing, and uh, there's a, an original song, Hear My Voice, that's nominated. And then the original screenplay by Sorkin is nominated for, um, for writing. So I like Trial of Chicago 7 a lot. Um, this is the story of seven individuals who were arrested for inciting a riot in Chicago. What's funny, and, and Lindsay pointed this out to me as well, there is a little bit of crossover between this movie and Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Um, Fred Hampton appears briefly in a portion of this, which is not something I realized yep. um, when I first Interesting. Watched, which was really cool. And I read kind that of out. One um, Night in Miami with... Muhammad Ali like they're all just like kind of in the same time mm -hmm. and world and that was really interesting to me and I think like I said this is definitely up my wheelhouse it's historical I learned something it's got that whip snap uh, Sorkin dialogue that's awesome some really good monologuing in this um, it'll you know it's one of those civil rights movies that'll kind of piss you off along the way but it was I thought it was really really well done I, I would say my one thing, and this is why I say I don't have any illusions that everyone else loved this as much as I did, because I think this was one of my top movies of the year um, last year. I've, no, I've got a sounder here that says that somewhere. Here we go. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the job movies of the year. There we go. Oh, the um, but I don't think, as far as Sorkin goes, there are better Sorkin movies out there. And yeah. so I, I'm, I, don't, I don't think this one stands out among this group in any super meaningful way, even though I thought it was just technically really well done, and I loved it. It's one of my favorites on this list. But I, I, I'm suspecting that you guys weren't as high as me on this one. Lindsay, what, what say you? I liked it. I enjoyed the story behind it. I found it a bit listless on the story structure to be a little bit... Um, indecisive and wonky i didn't feel like it had like a clear hammer home like wow this really like you know you leave the theater being like wow i didn't feel like it kind of hit that home run at the end but i really enjoyed the story behind it and everything that it was saying so i liked watching it i just didn't think it was like a hundred percent home run mm -hmm. the thing that blew my mind because I, I had been watching um i think it was in like the middle of succession <laughs> like while, while i saw while i saw that movie so like Jeremy Strong playing the character he does in right. that movie, mm -hmm. and then like when you said that was him, I, I will like I, I my mouth was open. I'm like, holy fuck, that's the same, that's the same guy, that's the same no dude. Way. That dude's awesome. He's a great actor. Uh, Saucer Baron Cohen was also really great in it too. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one that I enjoyed a lot. Um, but like you said, it doesn't stick out. It's when I saw the list of best picture movies, there's like three movies that I'm like, okay, that could win, and that wasn't one of them you know mm -hmm. it, it's kind of one of those just like it got nominated and i think it deserves it but i don't think it has a shot yeah hmm. yeah i think for myself um it was i mean a nice almost historical look again i, I don't think i'm as high as you cody on this one 
But the ense- ensemble cast and kind of the the interactions that they had with one another outside and inside of the courtroom, I think, were the the parts that really shined for me. Um, again, you know, Sha- Sasha Baron Cohen and Jeremy Strong having a dynamic, Eddie Redmayne and the people he's running around with. Um, each of them kind of having a group and then, you know, just being thrown into this Chicago 7 where you know, not entirely all of their motives, you know, or agendas were lining up, and it's just this almost clusterfuck at a certain point. Um, it, yeah, I think it's an interesting story for sure, but it's it's not one that's really popping. The, the story's not popping for me. It's, it's more of the performances here. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think it's a fair point. Trial of the Chicago 7 rounds out the Best Picture nominations. I'll just run through them again. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari... Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, so that's the big category. I do want to just briefly do some quick hits on some of the other nominations that are not related to the best pictures, and there really aren't many of them. Uh, most of the best pictures are taking up the bulk of the, the nominations here. Um, but for directing, the only one we haven't talked about yet is Thomas Vinterberg, who did Another Round. Um, another Round is nominated for um, Best Foreign Film, I believe. Mm-hmm. And Seth, I know you you saw this one and reviewed it um, just a couple of weeks ago on the show. Anything you want to touch even. on from this one? No, um, I think I covered it, you know, that time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think the, the directing um, nomination is deserved. Um, it's a very interesting movie. It's like a kind of an interesting experiment um, just, in, just in general uh, of like the idea of like drinking a certain amount every day and i think the the way that they kind of use that to weave that in with this guy's personal life like kind of failing career in terms of what he wanted to do um and how how the alcohol can maybe make those things easier or improve people's his life um and how that that teeter-totter kind of of like how much is too much and how that feeling of being drunk can help you feel like you're doing great when you're not. So there's kind of like that alcoholism versus like having it handled, which I know some people that who drink, you know, multiple times a week, even have that like thought of, I wonder if I should stop that. <laughs> um, I know, but I, I think it, I think it was a very interesting movie. Um, again, all subtitles of so, uh, foreign language. So I know people have those barriers still, but um, it's on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, I'd say check that out. There you go. That is one that I, I'm the the concept. Even if it wasn't nominated, the concept intrigues me. So I'm going to probably track that down at some point. Um, I need to watch. That going to too. going to the lead actors here. Um, the only nominee who who we haven't already talked about is Chadwick Boseman, the late Chadwick Boseman, for Ma mm-hmm. Rainey's Black Bottom. I think what's interesting about this nomination, and not to be the cynic, and and I. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to, to uh, uh, ask you guys the question and force this take on you. So I'll I'll jump on this grenade. I don't know if this nomination happens if he doesn't pass away. Um, he's excellent in this movie. Don't get me wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And he he may win. Uh, you know, the Oscars like to do posthumous stuff like this. Um, and I, I think he he definitely stands up with the rest of these performances. But um, you know, I, it didn't. I liked him better in Five Bloods, to be honest. And and that was, you know, he was supporting in that one. Um, so we'll see. Chadwick Boseman is an interesting wild card in here if you're looking strictly at 
you know, who's going to win this category. It'll be interesting to see if they go with him, but that category is seemingly wide open. You've got Anthony Hopkins could do a lifetime achievement type thing. Gary Oldman, they just like. Stephen Young, Young is also kind of a, you know, one of those minority candidates that, that they've been rewarding more in the, in most recent years. And Riz Ahmed has had a good career and, and hasn't, I don't think, gotten an Oscar yet. So there's reasons why any of these guys could win, but I just think, I just would point out that it's interesting that Bozeman is here um, for this one specifically. Um, we'll see, and I hope they do some cool um, in memoriam stuff for him as well. Yeah, oh, they definitely well will. Yeah. I actually, I, I liked him. I have, I have, in terms of the movie itself, I have better, I guess, clearer memories. But in terms, what I mean by that is, I, I have, I. That's a movie I guess I enjoyed more. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, um, and I thought that should be a Best Picture nominee, honestly. But. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked him better in that. I liked his. I mean, I think I liked his character. I think he had more to do in Ma Rainey's than he did in The Five Bloods. That was much more of a ensemble, and I think he was a bigger part of Ma Rainey's. Oh well, good. I'm glad you pushed back on that because um, I was hoping I was wrong about that. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, Lindsay, I want you to talk about this one because you kind of put us on when you were on the show last time. You you alerted us to the upcoming One Night in Miami. Um, and got us really stoked for that. Um, that's another one I was kind of hoping to see a nomination for, but I'm not surprised it didn't get it. But Leslie Odom Jr. is nominated for actor in a supporting role. Um, I, I don't think we've had, well, you obviously haven't had a chance to talk about that movie in general, um, but what were your thoughts on that and his performance in it? Um, I liked One Night in Miami a lot. You're right that I was the one who um, had heard about it and was really excited about it. And I thought it was good. I thought it was... Um, um how do i put this interesting tonally i think it kind of took a ah i was gonna say bubble gummy and that sounds so bad but it was um it's skated over some of the harsher realities of life a little bit it had kind of like a mystical magical disney feel to it which is probably why it didn't get as much attention as it could have stories wise like what it could have been and it's not even that I disliked that because sometimes it's nice to just watch something that doesn't rip your heart out. But um, that would be my guess for lack of nominations in terms of Leslie Odom Jr. Um, I liked him in this a lot. And I liked, I mean, I liked, I can't think of who plays um, Malcolm X. What's his name? Oh, Ben. Uh, yeah. Like ben Aisley King or something. Yeah, I kind of would have put him over Leslie Odom for a supporting mm-hmm. um, nominee. But, you yeah. know, this, the thing, the more and more, the more and more I'm in this industry and in the city and paying attention to this stuff, I, the more I realize it's political. And, like, Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> yep. deserves some recognition for Hamilton. So this is them kind of, like, you know, giving him a, I don't know, a nod, I guess, if you will. One step closer to his EGOT. Um, which mm-hmm. I'm certain he'll get someday. He's too good to know. <laughs> That's true. Um, for the lead actresses, Viola Davis for Ma Rainey is nominated. We haven't talked about her. Andra Day in the United States versus Billie Holiday um, mm-hmm. was was uh, something I haven't seen yet, but that's on my list for this I, weekend. Really excited to see that. I just I just watched it. Um, what you I think will so? say she is, she is really good, but that movie itself was ultra boring. Really, <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, well, I guess I wanted to do talk, homework there. Talk about um, the you know these movies like Nomadland and um, 
Mank. These others that we talk about, slow, yeah, Mank, slow pace. This is that. This, I mean, I, I didn't think the movie itself was very good. Uh, she was great, um, and I think you know, Lee Daniels directed it, so I was expecting a lot out of it. And it's two hours and ten minutes, and it's very slow. Um, mm. I, this is one you talk about falling asleep. I fell asleep multiple times, and it wasn't one where I'm like. I wasn't tired. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. So it wasn't like I'm tired. It, it was, it just wasn't, it was not holding my attention at all. Man, that's a bummer. Jared, I want to get your take. I, I'm pretty sure you saw Pieces of a Woman. Vanessa Kirby is nominated for her lead role in this. And I thought she was fucking stellar. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about her? Oh man, I completely forgot about this movie. Right when you were like Pieces of a Woman, I'm like, I haven't seen that movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the one that I, I, I think I texted you and I was like, dude, the, the title screen doesn't pop up until like halfway through the yeah. movie. That's right, that yeah. Was, that um, movie was really good. I like yeah, that. yeah, I think that, man, now that you say that, she was damn good in that movie. Um, again, there's a lot of kind of, interesting uh relationships in that movie between people and whatnot but she i mean just from that opening scene with her and shia labeouf and kind of what happens again no spoilers but uh shia surprise shia yeah um (laughs) um, she i mean she was asked to do a lot and very emotional um stuff in that role and Mm -hmm. i I guess I don't know if she will be one that's going to be the pick for it, but I mean, it could be. You never know. Yeah. I thought she was amazing. And this was one of those movies that I was watching and I was like, nominate her for best actress. And I'd rarely do that while I'm watching a movie, but I was like, she's doing some shit that looks so fucking hard to do. Lindsay, did you Mm -hmm. see Pieces of a Woman? No, it's been on my list. It honestly just looked a little too heavy for where my mind has pretty been. Pretty heavy, but I do want to watch it. It's incredibly heavy. I do want to yeah. watch it's it. It's super, though. super heavy. Yeah, yeah. Someday get to that one. Uh, for the folks out there, trigger warnings out the ass for this one. Um, but uh, Vanessa Kirby is amazing in it. So you're gonna really, even if you're just watching for her performance, you'll 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 enjoy that part of it. Um, Shia LaBeouf is good too, but Vanessa Kirby is doing all the work here. Shia LaBeouf. Um, we're getting low on time, so I'll just quickly move through a couple other things. Uh, supporting actresses. We didn't talk about Maria Bakalova for Borat 2, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> then I, think, I don't know if this is so much an acting thing as uh, you put up with all this Borat shit long enough to get this movie done, and, and you deserve recognition <laughs> and, and for that. So. You had- you you almost had to see Rudy Giuliani's ween, so I don't think, <laughs> I think yeah. you deserve a nomination for that. Actually, that is good acting. She She got him... She acted well enough to make him think something was about to happen Yikes. with him. So that's pretty tricky. I didn't even thought tricky. about that. That's more You're than not going to see acting. that in like, fucking, good God, man. Like, <laughs> holy shit. Tricky, tricky. If, I want her to win just so people can say that she won an Oscar for basically <laughs> like really pulling ju- Giuliani's pants down. <laughs> Giving Giuliani a halfie will get you an Oscar these days. Oh, right? no. Gross. No, no, no. <sighs> Uh, and then the other one we haven't talked about is Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, which I know you guys didn't I like that. I watched that this week. I watched it this um, weekend, actually, for the first time, and I actually enjoyed it. I had a decent time with it. Um, you did. Was it Jared that didn't did. like it then? I did not watch it because I saw the score, and I was like, eh, maybe not. Oh, and I maybe I'm just thinking it, of the so scores. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, never mind then. Maybe nobody... So I know the scores aren't great. Um, My mother told me she loved this movie and she related a lot to the main character um, and his backstory and everything. Seth, it sounds like you... Did you enjoy this one? You know, it's funny because you mentioned... 
you mentioned to me, you mentioned that to me actually that your mom liked it a lot. So um, I can totally see why she liked it, and that's not saying anything bad. Like you know, your mom doesn't know movies. I I I thought it was like I thought it was I thought it was good. I like it had kind of a nice story to it. Um, Amy, I thought Amy Adams was really good in it. Glenn Close was fantastic. Um, she's kind of like the driving force of the movie, even though she's not in it a whole ton. But the scenes she's in are really good. Um, I think the main problem was probably the the lead kid in it, um, the lead guy. Um, kind of takes place over like back and forth in time a little bit. Just the lead is not great, but I enjoyed it. I, I thought it I thought it was like a just a nice watch. So hmm. I'd say check it I'm out. Gonna, I gotta I gotta get this one. It's based on a book. I didn't I didn't know that yep. um, until my mom yep. told me about it either. So to check this one out. Um, the animated features are Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon, <laughs> um, <laughs> Soul, and Wolf Talkers. Um, I've only seen Onward and Soul from this. It'll be interesting to see if one of those wins which one. I think more people enjoyed Soul, um, so that maybe that's the favorite. I don't know, but uh, I got to see the Shaun the Sheep. I love Shaun the Sheep, man. I've heard that Wolf Walkers or Wolf whatever it is is uh, really good. Nice. Yeah. I'll have to check that one out too. And then I did want to point out, oh, um, for adapted screenplay, there's a nomination for The White Tiger. And that's another one that I have on I my list for this week. <laughs> did you dig it? Is that yeah. Seth's porn star name? <laughs> <laughs> you get a rim shot for that. Um, there we go. Yeah! <laughs> I did enjoy it. Um, this is another one that, um, again, you're gonna have to read a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of subtitles in it, um, but it's it's very interesting in terms of like um, what this what the main character goes. So essentially, this main character is uh, he grows up in a um, kind of like a not great uh, means in, in India. Like he doesn't have a whole lot of, of wealth, and so he goes off to be a servant for a really rich guy because that's something apparently that they do in India, where like you try to be a servant for for people. And this guy's like super rich, and so um, he and then he sends essentially sends his money back to his parents. But it takes some turns in the movie um, with what what happens with him and his servant and some some really um i don't want to spoil anything because it's kind of got some interesting turns in it that you might not see coming necessarily um Hmm. the main guy is great he's he's you kind of the whole time he's very like he's innocent but also like he's he's kind of because he hasn't grown up with a lot of means he doesn't know a lot of like culture and this the the guy he's being the servant for um lived in america for a while so he's kind of got he's americanized with a lot of his with his um what, like how he acts and what he does and that's not only just foreign to this kid in terms of like this guy's rich but also the some of his american traits too so um it's interesting i'd say watch that one too a little bit longer a couple uh, about two hours um but worth the watch nice i'm stoked to see that um there's a number of things we didn't get to but again everything is going to be covered in the link um that is in the description box so again if you want to be um entered into the contest to win uh, a copy of the best picture, um, a pair of tickets, and uh, Lindsay's providing some uh, concessions for your trip to the movies. Um, and, the passwords. And, and yeah, and maybe my passwords. Um, then uh, <laughs> make sure you hit the link in the description box. Go make your entry before Oscar time, and uh, you could you could find yourself a winner. So um, and, got a couple weeks it, yet to uh, to get those entries in. 
if one of us win, then all of you wankers have to up your subscription by double for <laughs> the next month. Ooh. There, there we go. go. It's a good way to get the anchors, uh, the wankers in their support. They got to save their uh, save some dollars. So if you're a wanker, we fully they, they expect. They all cancel. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what that's yeah, that's actually what'll happen. The um, if you're a wanker, we especially want to see some entries uh, from you out there. But even if you're not, we hope you'll enter. Everyone is eligible, so pass that around. We hope to uh, get as many entries as possible for this thing. So again, link is in the description box for our Oscar game for 2021. We're uh, getting low on time here, so let's bring this thing in for a landing and wrap up. What did you watch here? What? 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 All righty, we are just about done with episode 191, but before we go, let's leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. I'm going to be really brief um, and really excited with my one more thing. I have an appointment tomorrow to go get my vaccination shot. <laughs> and that is all. Wow. Wow. So you definitely. I, I was so caught off guard. <laughs> how much time and thought did you put into that? Like, how much planning went into that? That's what I want to know. As soon as he got Maybe the five shot minutes appointment, or so. he made the sounder. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, that, that sounder, a lot of times when I come up with sounders, guys, it's just what occurs in my head. And when I got, I was so excited when I made my appointment. That's literally what happened in my head. I was like, shot, shot, shot. Like, I was really excited. So I'm pumped to go get my shot um, and get vaccinated and uh, start seeing the world and seeing some people again and getting back to things. So, um if you're Not out there and, and you're uh, still trying to get an appointment, good luck. We hope everybody can do that. Jared, I think you got your first shot as well. So SoCo Show is just about vaccinated. So um, we're going to try to try to get these these shots in. And then, like I said, we're going to be out tearing up the world again. There we I'll go. I'll play it one more time. I know you guys want to hear it again. There you go. My one more thing is just a small little thing that happened uh, on Monday of I now understand I am getting old. My body's not working anymore. I'm falling apart. <laughs> you sure um, did. No, no. That was Tuesday. That was not Monday. <laughs> um, so Monday I was like, I, I got to get out. I got to go on a walk, you know, get my brain out of, you know, a phone or a computer or editing or whatever. And about halfway through my walk, I – I kind of like burped or something. I was like, oh, whatever. But literally, it was like heartburn, indigestion, like upset, upset stomach, stomach, diarrhea. Essentially, it was that commercial. Yay, I needed Pepto ASAP. But I am halfway from, like, halfway through my walk. I am far away. And this is like literally stomach acid. Oh, it no. burned my esophagus. And, like, I still, it's hard for me to talk right now. Um, I was crying walking oh home God. because it hurt so bad, and I Holy only was fuck. trying to breathe, breathe out because every time I breathed in, um, it hurt even more. It hurts to swallow. It hurts to drink anything. Like, what I don't know fuck? what the fuck happened, but, like, literally stomach acid came up and oh my burned God. my esophagus. I am dying, I, people. I am getting old. I think if you would have let it go further, like, maybe you would have discovered a new superpower. Maybe you're, like, maybe. acid man. I, 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 I was hoping for fire breath or something, but it was <laughs> oh just, God. like, it, it was bad, man. So I am 
I'm kind of scared to have anything spicy spicy oh, um, no. moving forward. Coming back up now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was. You might need to oh. avoid between that and your uh, your eye incident last year. I think you yeah, you maybe should avoid the spicy shit. Oh yeah, spicy stuff has got me down for the count recently. You need to <laughs> I think you need to like get a bunch of Pepto and ice cream and just fucking Get there that, you go. Get that throat. Oh, off. yeah. When I got home, I just went straight for the Tums, and I've just <laughs> oh been God. drinking water and eating Tums all the uh, so like, you since then. Walking, you were just walking along, picking up sticks, and all of a sudden you're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it that Literally, what? that's exactly what happened. And I've never had that. And again, I my it hurt so bad. I wanted to just be home, and I had to I, walk. I want to picture you as like doing that. And then you just go... <laughs> <laughs> Man, what? I'm sorry. That that sounds awful. Yeah. I got a couple things. One, I just want to brag real quick, and then the other is a quick um, quick cautionary tale for those who um, have the vaccine. It's not what I'm thinking of. Not what you're thinking of. First one, I went to the dentist for the first time in years. Like, it's been <laughs> seven years. Um, <laughs> I, and, I'll, and I've had dental insurance the entire time. been paying for it. Just haven't gone. <laughs> I'm lazy. Um <laughs> But so I went in. I have a I have a wisdom tooth popping through. Um, I already have one through. It's there. It's chilling, hanging out. It's gonna be there. The other one's popping through. So I'm like, okay, I gotta go get this checked out. When I was looking uh, at my teeth in the mirror, trying to see, you know, if I could look at the tooth, I see what it looks like a cavity. So I go in, go to the dentist. They're like, yeah, it looks great. Everything looks awesome. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw a cavity. I'm like, no, that's a little divot in your tooth. We'll clean it out. You're good. No, no, no cavities. Your teeth are great. I was shocked after seven, <laughs> seven years, <laughs> nothing. Um, so I just brag about that. Uh, I got te- good teeth genetics. Um, well done. The other thing. That was well earned. <laughs> well earned, brother. Um, the other thing is, so I am fully vaccinated. Um, so I have uh, become, I, I've started to uh, re-enter and do a couple things in society. One of them is to uh, eat at a restaurant. I've eaten at a couple of restaurants. Um, I went to uh, both, I guess, both places. I'm used to DoorDash and having, um, you know, like fees and then tipping there and all that stuff. I completely have, the, the rules of meals for me now are completely out of whack. <laughs> um, I used to be, you know, I would spend like thirty, thirty-five dollars on DoorDash a time, and now I'm, I, I like, I look at my bill and I'm like, oh, that's not thirty-five dollars yet. Let's let's go ahead and increase the tip a little. Oh bit. no! <laughs> so you're just just for those who have been ordering DoorDash and delivery, you may need to recalibrate your uh, tipping settings and your 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 thoughts of what a meal should cost because for me, it's it's not going well so far. <laughs> Man, sounds like Seth's got the wallet open. If you're a waiter in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area. The tips are about well, to be fucking flowing, man. It's because my, my normal thoughts of a meal now, like what, what a meal should cost, are higher because of fucking DoorDash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, man. I'm glad you got your roadhouse. I know that's what you were looking forward oh. to when you oh. were finally able to get your shot. The, the cheese fries. Oh, with some bacon on them, a little bit of ranch. Oh boy, those those rolls of the cinnamon butter, man! Oh man, goddamn! I also Dr- had what dreams are made of, man. Uh, they have a new mango margarita, so I had one Ooh. of those with the Patron shot in it. Boy, oh, oh boy! Fuck! God, that sounds good. <laughs> that's man, what that's awaits, stimmy. folks. 
After you get and out Stimmy's there and get... working well. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Seth's already spent his Stimmy on, uh, on loaded mashed potatoes. Um, <laughs> that's what awaits, Damn folks, out there. Right. Get yourself vaccinated. Go and get those shots. All right, that's that dead horse beat. Um, we got uh, don't spend too much on your food. Careful, careful burping. Fire breath. <laughs> And go get your vaccination. That's it for one more thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to do it for episode 191 of the SoCo Show. First of all, I want to give a big shout out to Lindsay Monday. Thank you so much for joining us this week, Lindsay, and talking Oscar movies. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll bring you back again to have that SpongeBob debate and uh, talk about <laughs> Citizen Kane uh, sometime soon. We'll let the folks know at home when that is happening. Also want to give big shouts out to all of our anchor wankers as well Wanker. as our sponsors. We hope you'll utilize their links in the description box because they really help out the show as well. Um, again, one last reminder, the Oscar challenge is now live. So hit the link in the description box, make your entry, and you just might win a couple of movie tickets, the best picture, and uh, some concessions from Lindsay. So um, keep, uh, keep an eye out for that. Go ahead and hit that link in the description box to be a part of that game. And then also, we hope you'll join us next week on the J Buck Studios YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. Where we will have our live show, 8 p.m. Central Time, on Thursday, April 22nd. Hope to see a lot of you there. Uh, hope to be uh, chatting you up in the comments and talking about whatever occurs this next week. So we'll see. Um, speaking of the J Buck Studios YouTube page, um, Jared, for the folks who are heading over there and becoming subscribers either on YouTube or on your TikTok, what should they be on the lookout for this coming week? Um, I'm actually going on vacation, so I'm not supposed to post anything. Um, that's what I've been told by many, many people. I'm supposed to actually enjoy my vacation. Um, <laughs> but I will probably still post stuff, so just <laughs> stay tuned, I guess. There you go. Some vacation uh, vacation material, probably some Go-Go's music will be in the mix. Yeah, if you want to, just follow my Instagram because it will just be Go-Go's constantly. Bikini pics. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you might see some bikini pics. I love that. All right, folks. Well, again, that's going to wrap up episode number 191. So for Lindsay Monday, the, the bro host, Jared Buckendall, the so host, Seth Ott, I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye. Peace. Peace.